evening, everyone, and welcome to this Legion of Myth live stream. I am your first host, Alex Garthon Marsh. With me, as always, is Brent Heathen Dog Grissomar. Hello, everyone. We hope we find you well. Or if not, at least listening. And don't worry, if things aren't well, things will always get better. As long as you keep listening. Or worse. As long as you keep listening, yes, things will get better. <laughs> How could they not be? Exactly. So it's good to have everyone here tonight on this fantastic evening here in the month of March. Where the weather sucks. At least where I'm at. Well, where you are, yes. I'm yes. in the northeast right now. It's yes, weather. you are. They have a nor'easter going on. Basically means it's windy as all hell. Yeah. Windy and cold. Yes. That's not cool. But what is cool are the segments we got for you today. Yeah, that's a good segue, isn't it? Yeah, that's nice. That was good. <laughs> all right. We got Heathen Dogs, Heathen Dog with Anime Stream, Ninja Scroll, and Redline. Yeah. Yeah. In Garthon's comic poll, we have Action Comics from 9 8, Marvel 2 and 1. That's how they spelled it. Number 2, word 1. Thing in the Human Torch, number 3. And Avengers, number 682. And in the RNG, we're talking about the new Discworld on BBC. What? And a Garthon's review of the Black Panther film. Two weeks late, kids, and all for you. Yep. Now, now, no one's crying spoilers anymore. You've had two weeks. Shut your hole. That's right. That's right. I don't even want to hear anything about it. I don't want to hear anyone complaining. Don't hear anyone sad, because that is just how life is. That's right, Duncan Idaho. They're they're getting a new Discworld. I'm gonna talk about it. Yes. Yes. It's very weird. Discworld is. But let's start with the disclaimer. The opinions expressed in this episode are solely the opinions of the individual host or commentator and are not representative of the entire Legion of the organization. While you make your effort to find a family-friendly atmosphere, there may be the occasionally so foul or even offensive language. Thank you for your understanding and continued viewership. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow, comment, let us know what you're thinking. Even if it's not related to the show, we're okay. You can just yeah. let us know things on your mind. Like, like uh, I think I have a fever, or I think my foot itches too much. I should go to the doctor. Should I? Well, yes. Especially if both those things are happening. Then yes, definitely. Yes, definitely. definitely. You know, if you're thinking, does so-and-so like me? I don't know. We can help you out with that. Yeah, we are your love line. Yeah, give, give me give me all their social media information, and I'll check it out for you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> dangerous, but true. No, 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 no. It's not stocky if you're doing it for somebody else. That's true. You're helping. Yes. You're, you're investigating. private investigator. That's right. Unlicensed, unbonded, uninsured. Hey, you know what? All those things what? are overrated. Yeah. When it comes to private investigators. Hey, unless you're getting paid for it, it's not illegal. That is true. Ah, I slipped. I had a song about private investigators who's going to sing, and this went away. Oh, well. Was it the Sting song? Probably. Oh, okay. I can't remember. Watching <laughs> you. That's it. You're every Isn't that Hollow Notes? That's Hall yeah, I thought it was, I was really. That's totally Hollow Notes. Totally Hollow Notes. Okay. Totally Hollow Notes. My, my wife agrees. Yeah. See. Sting. Hollow Notes I'm is so sorry. much cooler than Sting. Everybody I'm knows sorry. that. Uh, well, there's two guys. I mean, come on, dude. two guys to equal one. See, All right. Dune. If Dune had Hollow Notes, I don't know. I yeah, don't know. Just, just saying. Dune did know. not do well in the theaters. If they had Hollow Notes instead of Sting, I'm just saying. It probably would have done better in the theaters, but. <laughs> Looking back, it would have went, what? That little... Uh, like, why is the guy you... with the mustache and the mullet just hanging around? Exactly. And what's with all that body hair? He's like a bear. And then there's Sting coming out there look, look, looking like he's a 15-year-old girl. Yeah, that's what he does. Well, he was good <laughs> in uh, Quadrophenia, though, if you ever saw that. No? You should check that out. Weird. Weird film. Okay. It's like the mods versus the bikers. It's very strange. 
Very British. You should check that out. Okay. Healy Dice becoming one with the spice. Yes. Classic space skill pose during. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now, ladies and gentlemen, we encourage you to like, subscribe, or comment upon this. As always, you can do, through, do so through Twitch live. Talking to us right now. You can do it through YouTube. You could also do that kind of wacky stuff. Why am I not seeing the chat? Uh, oh, I, I see, see it. it. Sorry. Uh, I also see it through Reddit. Check out our special Reddit page. Go join us on Facebook. Join us. Join us. Uh, also, you can tweet us at Legion of Myth. We do respond to those. And we do always love it. Uh, also, you can join our Discord channel, mm -hmm. Facebook Messenger, or join our Steam community on Steam. Just look for Steam. Legion of Myth. Make fun of us for all the games we don't have. Or the ones we do, honestly. But you know what? Yeah, Judge not, lest you be stuff. judged, my friends. Yeah, because when you join the group, we can see your games too. So, you know, Glass House and all that. That's remember? right. And no matter what you have, there is always a reason to be to insult it. So yep. there, There's always that uh, that anime novel that you bought. That's <laughs> for not, research. That's not, for research. It's <laughs> not exactly, you know, a horn in all, in all cases. I thought it was about flower petals. Um, anyway... <laughs> The audio version available on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Google Play Music. Just look for Legion of Myth and find podcast aggregators everywhere. Now, everyone, support Legion of Myth. You can do so through Patreon, through Streamlabs, directly through PayPal. Get your gear at shop.spreadshirt.com. It'd be cool. Da -da, look at that. Look at that. Or give me a Twitch cheer. Example, cheer 100, which is the most versatile method, versatile method watching live. True. Yeah. Hell, type in a million. Go for it. I dare you. Go for it. See what happens. No. I don't, know. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> I don't know what'll happen. I don't think it'll happen. Uh, <laughs> Unless I, you I, a million bits. <laughs> uh, don't do that. All right, everyone. Now, everyone, I give you that thing you've been waiting for. Heathen Dogs Anime on the Stream. Thank you very much, Garthon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Legionnaires. Uh, today, we have a couple of good ones for you. Now, these are both new to Hulu. Uh, you can't find them on Netflix. They're new to Hulu. Well, none of them are new in release. One of them is actually over 20 years old. Uh, 30? 20, yeah. Over 25 years old. So uh, not new to the world, but you really should check them out. Let's see what we got. And the one I'm talking about is Ninja Scroll. Okay, now this, few, uh, this film takes place in feudal Japan during the Edo period. They love doing that. They love the Edo period because it was an they interesting period. Yes, yes, it's it's their Wild West, you know. The it's it's interesting. It's no holds barred. It's it's when you know men were men and women were apparently also men because there's no gender bias in ninja worlds. Apparently, I don't sure know. seems like that. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, uh, it's it's all about. Uh, What's funny is Duncan Iowa says he saw this first saw the trailers on the Pat Labor VHS tapes. Mm -hmm. I friend learns about Pat Labor from the ads on the Ninja Scroll tapes. So. <laughs> They came out about the same time. Yeah, they did. Yeah. But uh, it's all about uh, Jubei Kibigami, who is, uh, who is a mercenary for hire. He used to be a, a bona fide ninja, part of, a, part of a family, but the family screwed him over. And uh, so he went, he went rogue. He went on his own. And he lives, he lives by his wits and whatever jobs he can get. But uh, he, gets, uh, he gets roped into fighting this, uh, these eight devils of Kimon and and some shadow shogun of the dark type thing and all kinds of weird nonsense that he don't want any, any part of at all. But, you know, that that's that's how the story begins. So uh, let's talk about the details for Ninja Scroll. It was directed by uh, Yoshi, 
Yoshiaki Kawajiri. Uh, there is a way to say that correctly, and this this guy is famous. He's he's done a lot of stuff, but uh, it sounded pretty close. Yeah, it sounded pretty close. Uh, story by same. Uh, music by Kaoru Wada. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, studios Madhouse and Animate Film, uh, distributed by uh, well Tokyo Theaters. I'm not sure. Uh, uh, Wiki couldn't respond when I asked it. Is that just general Tokyo theaters? Like, like it was just a general theatrical release, or yeah? <laughs> well, it, we, I, 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 uh, I twittered uh, Wikipedia, and it didn't respond for some reason. I don't know why. But uh, the release date was in June fifth, two thousand one, two thousand uh, nineteen ninety three, for a ninety four minute running time, and you can watch it on Hulu. Now, let's get to the main character. Main character is Jubei Kibagami. All right, this is him. Uh, now, uh, that little slit he's got in his in his hat, he didn't always have that. He got that from the first bad guy, which we do have a clip of later on. So don't worry about it. But uh, he is he is the wandering ninja. All right, he uh, he he killed his uh, his chamberlain or his uh, or his ninja ninja clan manager or leader or whatever because uh, because of dirty practices that uh, that caused him to have to kill all of his friends because his friends were ordered to kill him. Because he knew a secret, and the clan didn't want that secret getting out, so they sent all the ninja after him. Well, apparently they forgot how good Jubei is, even when he has to kill friends. You I've know, had managers like that, and yeah. they just don't realize how good I am until they send yeah. everyone after me. Exactly. They don't realize how good you are until till they send uh, you know 40 ninjas after you, and then they realize that 40 ninjas were not nearly enough, and then they get their head cut off. So, yeah. That's what after. happens. Yeah, as what happens, you know, in the in the wild west of Japan. So he obviously got burned by the system. So he decided to live outside the system. He's no longer in a clan system. He's no longer in that that feudal clan nonsense. You can you can he's take a it and suck it. Yeah. Well, no, that that's a samurai. He's not even that. He's a ninja. So he's just that's a mercenary. That's true. true. Yeah, he's just a mercenary. It's not samurai now, scroll. Exactly. Now, uh, uh, he 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 came across uh, a guy named Dakawan. He is a spy for the Tokugawa and Shogunate. Tokugawa, yeah. And uh, he he was blackmailed into helping him, uh, Dakuan, the spy, into hel- helping the spy uh, uh, root out the uh, the evils of the eight devils of, of Kimon and find out what they're doing and stop it. He didn't want anything to do with it. He's like, no, eight devils of Kimon, that sounds like too much trouble. That's I'm not getting... seven devils too many. Yeah, that's that's actually eight devils too many. I'm not... <laughs> I'm not fighting devils. Who'd want to do that? That's stupid. But he got blackmail into it, so he couldn't do it. And uh, he is—he's a uh, the the whereas uh, Deadpool is a merc with a mouth. Uh, Jubei is a merc with the heart of gold. I mean, uh, he—he's a good guy. I mean, the only reason he defied his clan is because his clan screwed him over. Yeah, his clan you was know, being he, naughty, and he was yeah. objected, and they objected his objections. And his it all word. turned into violence, and the best warrior won. So that's what—that's all that happened. Okay. That's great. Other than that, he's a very honorable dude. All right. So he doesn't want anything to do. You know, you can live in your world. I'll live in my world as long as you don't, you know, pee in my Kool-Aid and we're fine. You know, and I'm not going to purposely mess you up because that's your life. You live it. It's good. That's right. But he gets the misfortune of coming across these folk. And the next person is Kagero. Kagero is a Koenichi. Koenichi, Yeah, I think it's the female ninja. Uh, She is a poison taster and female ninja of the Koga clan. Now, in the beginning of the of the movie, uh, the the Koga clan uh, 
lives near nearby a small village that was hit by a plague, supposedly hit by a plague. But there was there's no other outbreak anywhere. No, literally no one else is sick, but in this one place. So they got kind of suspicious. So they sent uh, a small ninja force to this village to see what's going on. And only she came back and said that, no, we got we got our butts handed to us by these ninja that that by this ninja dude that was just just crazy, nasty, awful. And uh, their their chamberlain said, okay, well, uh, you go back out there and figure out what this guy's all about before I commit more men. She's like, okay, fine. All right. Actual investigative work. Crazy. I know. Right. Spying from ninjas. Madness. Crazy. Now, uh, uh, she was convinced by Doc Wan to join up. And I put that in quotes because, you know, he's a manipulative bastard. So he manipulated her. Well, he had to blackmail Jubei. He just uh, manipulated her into thinking that, you know, joining up with them would would align with her goals and make her look good to her clan. And so she was all about it. Yeah, she has some inferiority so complex right there. Yeah, she does. She does. But there are reasons for that. There are reasons. reasons. Her yeah. clan's messed up. And, and her clan's messed up, and she herself has a dark secret that that is not known outside her clan. There's a reason that she's a poison taster. It's because that she's she, immune. And why she has to, no man to love. Is why she has no man to love. Because she's immune to all poisons, both natural and synthetic. But because of that, her body now produces poisons in its, you know, all of its liquids. Like sweat, saliva, blood, blood and genital areas. So men are verboten unless they want to die. Then, hey, come on in. Water's great. You know, <laughs> whatever. So, yeah, she, she's not – she's the, that, the look on her face that you see right, right here, that's her general look. Yeah, she's not a happy person. She's not happy at all. She's not happy at all. Now, what, the guy we've been talking about the entire time, Dakuwa, this is him. Yeah, he's cool. Slimy old bastard. I like him. Oh, yeah. Spy for the Tokugawa shogunate. And uh, he is, uh, he, the reason, there's a reason that the, sometimes you run across an old spy. It's because he's really good. And this dude is really good at manipulating people, getting the bottom of things, and covering up his tracks after it's over. Hey, always beware of an old man in a profession where men die young. Exactly. This dude is no joke. All right. Now, uh, he enlists the help of, uh, of Jubei in a very unsavory fashion. And that gives us our first clip. Oh, clip. All right. Yeah. Clip, clip. So go ahead and roll it. Roll. Beautiful clip footage. Yarg. Now, during this time, he was just attacked by, by one of the devils of Kimon. And uh, that little shuriken in his side was, uh, was to wake him up from the spell that the witch woman put him under. Dang, witch woman. Yeah. Which he then killed. No, no, she got away at this oh. point. Yeah, she she's like a snake. She said she shed her skin. And oh, she, that's right, that's right. Yep. See, the sure kid was poisoned. Yeah. See, he tricked him, saved him, and tricked him at the same time. That's right. It's like I helped you. You are now poisoned. <laughs> you're bluffing. I like this part. Yeah, you're screwed. <laughs> ah, he's so cool. So yeah, yeah, he's he's a he's a shifty he's a shifty little dude. And uh, it's like like you like you think he's so cool because he's smart and funny because, you know, uh, to put people at ease or put them off. He acts like a doddering old man. Yep. You know, he acts dumber than he really is. And he acts like a bit of a tool, just like it says. in, the, in Well, the, he is a bit of a tool, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, he is crafty. 
smart, and always, always thinking three, four steps ahead. Yeah, always. And he's not so, unskilled as a ninja either. Oh no, 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 no! He's still got skills. I mean, he's old. Yeah, he's not as rough and tumble as Jubei or or even uh, Kagura, but uh, he's got skills of his own. You know, he's 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 no joke. Like like uh like uh Garthon said, you know, an old man in a young man's game is is nothing to be trifled with. Now let's go to the antagonist, and that is the eight devils of Kimon. They are right which, bastards. Yes, of which I have two pictured. I don't want to give them all away because you, you get to meet them throughout the movie. So I don't want to. I don't want to ruin them all. What well, I just want to interject. Like, what one thing I like about the villains in this film is that a lot of times people, especially nowadays, when they make a villain, they always like make him relatable. Like, oh, he's a bad person, but only because his parents were mean to him or something. No, these guys are right bastards because they're bastards. These guys are. These guys are like you know, like. Uh, I'm a, I'm a founding member of the IRA, and I don't want I don't want any reconciliation. I just want want all Englishmen dead. Yeah, these guys are irredeemable bastards. Oh, all of them, all of them. I and, mean, one of them, the guy. Well, do you have that both, in the clip? I I have both these guys in a clip. I did not put any any uh, rape or huge amounts of blood in any clips, because this is a family friendly thing, and I'm going to talk about it at the end. But uh, the, these are two of the eight devils of Kimon. Uh, the one on the top uh, is Tasai, and his ability is super strength and uh, supernatural uh, chi-focused body hardening, where he can turn his skin to actual stone, as you can see from the picture. And we have our clip number two is is this bad boy going about his business, killing the the uh, Koga ninja. All right, choppy chop chop. And at the very end, you get to see uh, the first fraction of a second of something that's really bad. <laughs> Where he makes a wish? Yes. <laughs> Ooh. Go now! Okay, better stop that. Yep, that's that. Stop, it's done. Yeah, it's done. Not, not showing any more of that, but I, you, you can figure what happens after that. So that that's his abilities. Right. Super strong, super tough. Uh, he uses that that giant uh, two bladed like Darth Maul type lightsaber thing that he, he can boomerang it. around. Yeah. He throws it like a like a like Crocodile Dundee boomerang type thing. And it just comes right back to him. It's crazy. And the other guy is uh, Yuri Maru. OK, he can generate electricity from his body. And from the picture, you can see that he, uh, he has what looks like a, a metal string in his hand. He, he transmits that electricity through that string to kill people from far away. He wraps a string around them, usually around their neck, but really anywhere will do, and transmits the electricity he generates from his body to that. And Jubei comes across that toward the end of the movie, and let's show that clip as well. Wait, 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 wait. Which clip number is that? Three. All right, just a second. Uh, where'd it go? All right, here we go. All right. It didn't go. Oh, there it oh. is. It's going. All right. Good. Sorry about that. Technical issues. I That's apologize. Right. That's all right. Dunna, dunna. Ah, my necks. <laughs> I, I like how it showed it with the whole his rib cage. You can see his rib cage as he starts yeah, generating electricity. Up. Yeah. Just being hung would kill you enough. Yeah, especially especially by a metal a metal string that thin. Yeah, you're dead anyway. I mean, of course, he gets out of it because he's awesome, but still. He's a 
bastard. They're all bastards. You just are so happy oh, when yeah. they they, they oh, die. Oh, when, when they die, you're like, oh, good. It's it, especially that little that little hunchback one. Oh my god, when he finally bites it, you're like, yes. Yeah, he was a slow <laughs> clap, baby. Slow clap. I want it. Of course, you got it. Actually, Tasai actually does technically beat everyone. He still dies, but yes, yes, he technically should have won every fight. Except for Except, the unknown uh, X Factor, which we're not going to talk about. <laughs> well, we already talked about how she has poison blood, and that's what gets yes. it. All right. Anyway, let's uh, let's see what I thought of it. Four stars, definitely. Uh, the animation was good. I mean, sure, it's 1993, but as you can see from the clips, it's not too dated. I mean, it was ahead of its time. Oh, definitely, yes. Yeah, definitely. So uh, it's it's uh, it's not exactly up to today's standards, but it it can it's it's still it's good. Possible. It's still. Yeah. You know, yeah, really get, hits that ultraviolet. Not too. It's not obscenely ultraviolet, though. No, it's not obscenely ultraviolet. Uh, the, but the it is a very violent show. Yeah, the animation is fast, but it's not blurry, wall-eyed, or body morphing. Nothing like that. Classic Japanese animation style. I like it. The characters it do have actually, kind of an extended style, kind of reminiscent. It kind of reminds you of Fist of the North Star a little bit, like how they're like elongated. Yes. You know? Yes. But it stays constant throughout. Yeah, it stays the, constant. The yeah. characters stay on model. You know. Right, exactly. Uh, action packed. The entire thing is action packed. There's, oh, yeah. Be, the, yeah. the The only the only time there is a, a scene that isn't fighting is a scene setting up fighting. Usually, yeah. Yeah, that's probably right. Uh, the character development is good. Uh, you, you get to see the uh, Jubei and and Kagura and and Dakuan actually uh, uh, converse with each other, riff off each other, and they react to each other's actions. And, and they actually grow yeah. with people a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, some some of them actually grow as people, as characters, and they change. And, and some of them are Daku on. Yeah. yeah, well, except yeah, well, <laughs> he stays the right bastard. Yeah, he stays the right bastard the entire thing. You know, he, he doesn't change. He's too old for that. And the plot is good. The story is well written. Uh, it's got good pace, and uh, it it actually feels like the Japanese Wild West when you're watching it. You know, it yes, feels like much. it. Yeah. Now the bad stuff. It had some not quite needed nudity, like it wasn't necessary. But no, they definitely could have avoided it. But you know, yeah, they could have avoided it if they wanted to, but they decided, nah. But this early nineties, yay screw boobs. It. Yeah, boobs are good, and it had had a rape scene. Now it was interrupted. Yeah. It was interrupted, but it was still a bad scene. I mean, yeah, it was, it was a bad. it was very bad people doing it. And they die for it, but still, yeah. it's kind still, of it was a little. You don't want it there. We really need that. I mean, be, yeah. Anyway, well, uh, you get anyway. like that creepy line the guy says that's true yeah because i don't mind and then yeah i don't know if you should say the line but it's pretty uh, dark we're not gonna say the line it was just pretty dark yeah it it is a line that when you watch you're like holy crap you're like dude did you just say that let me and in in hulu there is a 10 second rewind button just use that really (laughs) yeah we're uh, we're pg-13 here and that's a little beyond what we're willing to say and the one thing i didn't like about this about the characters is all of the bad guys are one-dimensional they're Mm -hmm. all they're, they're, well, no, they are. Well, I mean, they don't give a ton of backstory or motivation yeah, on yeah, them. Nothing. But nothing, they are no, bad, and they like being bad. And that's it. And you know, they don't. Most of them don't live long enough for to get much backstory. But uh, I know it can be done because One Punch Man did it. They, they spent true. like five minutes, you know, given the entire backstory of all the guys that were defeated One Punch later. Right. You know? Yeah. So it can be done. <laughs> it can be <laughs> done. Just, yeah, they just didn't do it. Right, so and I, I, yeah, with how awesome. big of bastards most of these guys are, I don't really want another backstory. I don't really, yeah, I came up the ranks killing everyone in my way, and I showed but, that I could kill orphans like no one else. Well, yeah, I don't yeah, want but that I, story. 
you know, they're 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 called devils because they all have a certain supernatural ability. Right. Now, I would have liked to known how they got that. Uh, one or two of them, maybe, but they don't explain any of yeah. it. I, I'm fine. No, I I can understand marking it down for that. I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. To me, it's like a minor gripe because yeah, you know yeah. they're basically there to show off a cool ability and then get murdered. Yeah, that's that's pretty much their lot in this movie. Yes, but yeah, but, yeah four stars. I and, I, I uh, agree. I, I support that. I, I have, yeah, I have to recommend it. Yes. All right. Now let's get to our next one. Red Line. All right. Red Line is set in a in the in the far future. But apparently they still have car races in the far future. Well, of course they do. Car races are cool. All right. Now, every five years, there's a race called the Red Line. Now, it is an illegal race, kind of like the Cannonball Run type thing. Yeah. All right. And uh, it is the universe's most anticipated competition. Sure. Why not? Sure. Okay. Great. That That is the setup. That is a setup. All right. Now, uh, the, the, the setup for that setup is that, uh, yeah, every five years – there is this uh, this so red it's like line the race. Olympics, but better. Yeah, it's like the Olympics, but better. But during that five year period, you have to be invited to the red line, and the only people who are invited are people who have won during that five year period a blue line and a yellow line race. Makes sense. And then you're invited. Now uh, the the rules get get uh, get more relaxed as you go up. Like the blue line. There, there are rules like, like NASCAR of today. You have to have certain guidelines for your vehicle, certain guidelines for your fuel, certain you – you're not allowed to interfere yeah, with other drivers. Yeah. Well, that's stock car racing. Also, Formula right, right. One has that too. Exactly. And then there's yellow line where there's no rules for your car. You can make it whatever you want. You can put on it whatever you want. It's the person across the finish line that wins. You're just not allowed to screw with other racers. You can't actively attack another racer. Fair enough. And then there's the red line. There are no rules in that one. You can load up on missiles if you want to. It doesn't matter. Death is common in this thing. So let's go to the details of this little bad boy here. All right. Uh, directed by Takeshi Koike. 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 There you go. Uh, story by Katsuhito Ishii. And music by James. James? Sure, why not? Yeah, that's that's what I did when I read it the first time. I was like, James? <laughs> it James? could just be a, you know, yeah. a nom de plume. Could be uh, uh, Shimoji. Stage uh, studio, studio is Madhouse, uh, d- uh, distributed by Toko Kushima, Kushishamp, Toho, Kushin. Okay, Kushinisha. Okay, Kushinisha. Okay, Noro. I I give up. That's a heck of a word. That is that is too many syllables and not enough not enough for me to follow. So films. All right, the release date. Now this one was weird because there was a problem with uh with releasing it in in japan there was a holdup, so they wanted to get the 2009 release date for uh for some awards or something like that so they had they had to release it in 2009 somewhere so that so they chose switzerland because why not because why not it's switzerland they're they're neutral it's all what clocks and chocolate that's pretty much it small knives that's it so but uh, they, they finally got their stuff all handled and it came out in october almost a year uh, over a year later well their dvd Japan. players are also can openers so it's you know yeah. just released over there yeah, fair uh running time of 102 minutes and of course you can watch it on hulu now let's get to the main characters make here sweet jp he's our main character he is a james dean 50 style rebel you know you're not quite sure what he's rebelling against but damn it he's got the leather jacket and the and the and then and the hair to prove it, big duckbill hair it's an to prove interesting it. art style. Yes, yes, I get to the art style at the end too. Uh, he loves to race, 
and test his limits. He, uh, he likes to feel on the edge. That's where he lives, on the edge. He oh, doesn't yeah, have a death man. wish. He wants to come back because if he dies, he can't do it again. That's true. So, you know, he's got the, he's got the correct mindset for a daredevil. And that's pretty much what you need to be running the red line. You need to be a really, really great driver and and really, really want to almost die, but not quite. Uh, but he has a decent moral center somehow. I mean, no one else in this thing does. But <laughs> someone's okay. got to. Someone's got to. I guess he just. That's why he's the main character. Oh, that's why he's the main character because he's the only guy with the with a more the with a chewy moral center. And of course, there's his signature hair, the big dumbbell. You're going to see it in the clip that we're going to run right now reminds me of space dandy hmm. run clip run you're not running there we go this reminds you a lot of space dandy Now I want you to read the very end. Very carefully. Right come. Oh yeah. The last part at the dinner table. Kitty, kitty. You see a bunch of idiots go get, go get themselves no. killed. Miles is the only thing that gets me hot. What the heck? <laughs> I wow. Left that in. I had to go a couple seconds over just so I could get that in. Just get that weirdness in. <laughs> exactly right. Is it the oh? Is it the mom that says that? Oh yeah, I guess it is. It's the mom that says that. Yes, it's the mom that says that. Yeah, yeah. That that is the that. Like I said, he's nice the only guy with a, with a chewy moral center because everyone else is just apparently this whole universe is messed up. Yeah, it's a whole universe is messed up. Let, let's let's get to the next the next character. This is the female lead, Sonashi Cherry Boy Hunter McLaren. Uh, when when she was a little girl, uh, she doesn't remember it, but. Uh, uh, her and her and uh, Sweet JP met when they were children, and she was a she was a young racer. When he was just watching races and not racing, she was already racing. Her dream, even as a kid, like eleven or twelve, was to win the red line. All right, all right. So uh, that that's when they met. So she uh, she's gone from from all from that 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 young age. I believe she's in her mid twenties now. To this is her goal. This is it. She is single minded. Get to the red line win the red line and then die happy. That's pretty much her goal. That's pretty much it. And she seems to be rich because while everyone else has side jobs and a crew that they have to work with and stuff like that, you never see her crew. And she, she dines at great restaurants. She just has the awesomest looking car. It's all shiny and beautiful and no, it give, gives no backstory on how that happened. Unlike JP, gives a great deal of backstory on how he gets his cars and, and all that stuff. No, she and doesn't look like she's wanting for money. Exactly. Yeah. He has to scrounge and stuff to get the parts he needs, but uh, she apparently doesn't. She snaps her fingers or throws a giant wad of cash and bam, it's done. Now, uh, she, uh, like, like JP, she is fearless, but unlike JP, she wasn't born to that fearlessness. She learned, you know, from a, like she was training from a young age to to be fearless to to suppress her fears to act a bit crazy to because she knows that that's what she has to do to win the red line so everyone has to do to win the red line you got to be a little crazy so she's yes. a, she's a little crazy and then we come to the the third main character in this whole thing uh frisbee frisbee genius engineer okay he, he doesn't build the car he designs the car all right fair enough all right 
And uh, years ago, he was stuck in a he was stuck in a bad place between a rock and hard place. So then that, that that's the bad place. And he got hooked by the mafia. The mafia got his hooks in him. And uh, well, yeah, on his list of priorities, there's money, and then there's everything else. Money, and then there's you. Whoever you are, is below money. This is money. This is you. This includes JP, and he knows this. JP knows this, but he still lets him stick around because. JP believes, believes that when it comes crunch time, Frisbee won't screw him over. They've been friends since they were kids. Uh, Frisbee's been designing JP's car since his very first race. He believes in his heart of hearts that when it comes down to the wire, Frisbee's got his back. So about well, 90 minutes in, Frisbee betrays him? Well, let's see what happens in <laughs> clip number one. <laughs> I thought I did clip number one. I'm sorry, clip number two, sorry. Clip number two. Here. My apologies. And the final stretch. No one can catch him now. Yep. No one could have caught him either. This is he's uh, racing the yellow line. Wow. It's kind of intense. Yeah. Yeah. The whole the whole thing is like <laughs> And this. then he sabotages the car. Yep. Hey, you know, he's he owes the mafia money and so he, he had to he... fix the race. JP would never throw a race, right. so he had to sabotage. Well, that that way you make more money when it gets thrown. Exactly. And you know, there's no evidence that the that the driver was involved. That's right. He wasn't because he wasn't. It's the best way to do it. Yep. So sad. But anyway, yeah, that's uh that that's that's Frisbee's character. That's him. That's his moral center. It's not juicy. It's pretty much got glass in it and cyanide. It's not great. So if Frisbee's not the bad guy, who's the bad guy? Well, main antagonist is Robo World. Robo World is the world that uh, that the Red Line, the Underground Red Line Association, aka Cannonball Run of the Universe, decided that they're going to run their illegal race. Well, Robo World doesn't want any of this nonsense on their world, mainly because they're a fascist regime, and they're they're planning on war pretty soon, and they got all kinds of secrets they don't want anyone to know. So why is the race going on in their world? Well, it's an illegal race. So oh, they, so they, 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 they already care. said no, and they're doing it anyway. Yes, exactly. I mean, the only reason JP was allowed into the red line, because uh, he came in third at, at the yellow line. All right? He didn't come in first. He came in third. Uh, two other racers bowed out because I'm not going to Robo World. They're going to kill us, man. Fair enough. You know Robo World, right? They're like Nazis in space. Nah, pass. So he he was bumped up from alternate to invited to come. <laughs> well, I guess the idea is like we're gonna make this most dangerous red line ever. Yeah, on Robo World. No, uh, pass. pass. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Now, uh, the flag, as you can see from you know fascism, a bit on the nose. Yeah, I mean that's not. It a, is reminiscent not of. That's not a swastika. That, that's exactly what that flag is screaming at me. <laughs> I am not a swastika. Do not, do not try not to that's think. This person says, I am not what you, I am not that. That's well, exactly you really make you me are. think of that. Nope. <laughs> it's exactly, just like when someone says the N word. Yeah. No, no, they don't actually say the N word. They say, quote, the N word. They're forcing you to think of the N word. That's, that's what this flag is doing to me. It's forcing me to think of Nazis just by looking at it. And that's exactly how they act. They're they're fascist Nazi bastards, and that guy just and, needs uh, the mustache. Yeah, yeah, he's got the nose thing instead. I don't know why that is, but yeah. All right, great. 
All right. Maybe now, Mussolini I, had one of those. Who knows? Maybe he did. Now, what I think of it, I gave it three stars. All right. And I'll tell you the reason behind that. First, we'll get to good stuff. This thing is, uh, to say it's action-packed is just nonsense. I mean, the uh, in Ninja Scroll, the only pl- times there were no action is when you're going to get action. Uh, in Redline, there aren't any of those times. There's just action. <laughs> just di- differing levels of action. That's all there is. That's it. As hybrid types of animation, normal animation mixed with heavy metal animation. The original heavy metal, not heavy metal 2000, but yeah, you, you saw from the clips. Yeah, you know yeah. the whole really intense looks where blood just pops out and and fluids leak from the eyes, stuff like that. That was reminiscent of heavy metal. Yeah, the art style had a very indie animation look to it. Yes, yes, and uh, it, it was that was that was all the way throughout. As a matter of fact, I'm going to show you. Uh, clip number three. This this is when it gets weird, and it gets right. weird toward the end. Go. So go go ahead and throw it out there. This is uh this is a the this is the red line. This is one of the racing one of the racing teams. It's like a a really bad robot. transformer. Oh, actually no, those are called Gobots. Oh, okay. The bad transformers are called Gobots. That's right. But the yeah. weird part of the clip is at the end. It gets gets it gets weird. And there's two girls piloting it inside the brazier. Inside the boobs and, and the headlights tickling turn on. it. Yes. See that the it's all it's all suggestive. Okay. <laughs> it's a little insane. It is insane. Yeah, that that's where it goes heavy metal on you. You know, I mean, it just goes goes uh goes really LSD trippy. You know, toward the end, you know, the the animation gets a little weirder. <laughs> They've that's, given up on logic or reason. Exactly. That is just to me heavy metal at the end, especially. Just gets trippy. Now, let's talk about the bad stuff. There's right. no backstory for anyone. For literally anybody, there's no backstory at all. You have it's it's almost like a it's 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 a documentary that only talks about when they start rolling and to the when they cut. Just the race. No no real backstory on the racers. I mean, uh they get little snippets like news network like oh, the red line, these are the people invited these people who who uh who said yes. And this is their backstory, and you get like 20 seconds of, oh, he grew up in meager means. Well, I think you're wanting a, a bit much. This is a, a movie, not a series. Exactly, right. You know, but you could have spent a couple minutes per, you know, main character to to get backstory. I mean, you get a little bit, a snippet of that for Sweet JP and Sonashi, but that's it. You know, that, right. and, and that's only when they met, and they don't remember it. That's... That's the only time you get a backstory. It could give a like a quick sports center, you know, grew up on this terrible planet and decided exactly. to be a hero, you know. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. You know, they they, they don't get much. Captain of the and, sports ball team. Exactly. And like most racing movies, it suffers from the three major problems: bad plot, paper characters, and bad story. Oh, sounds like I this mean, is sure. less than a three star film now. No, 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 no. See, Fast and Furious is a fun film. All right. It is. Yeah. You know, and and the the franchise goes up and down like Dow Jones, depending on depending on your mood and, and the style that you like. But none of them are unwatchable because the action is awesome, the car chases are awesome, and the car crashes are cool. All right, but uh, just like uh, all all uh, race movies, it suffers from a bad plot because they don't get into they don't have time to get into real backstory and create drama because it's all about the action. So they have to sacrifice that part of the script 
to do this part of the script, which is what the movie's about. And the paper characters are a byproduct of that. You don't get any background of the characters. You don't get you don't get them to have any growth because you don't know where they came from. So you don't know what they're becoming, you know, what they're turning into because of the story. So you lose that too, sacrificing for the action. And then that turns into a bad story overall because the important parts of a story are sacrificed for, guess for it, action. The action, exactly right. And the reason it got three stars is because the action is phenomenal. Uh, physics is a little, let's say, fast and loose at some times. Well, yeah. Yeah, because it is it is an animation, obviously, and, and they want to make some exaggerated action. And so they don't exactly go by the book on physics and friction and no one consulted newton on any of this yeah no one consulted newton on any of this stuff but uh yeah action you want you want a fun time you want to just look at balls to the wall action people crashing and and getting wrecked and nascar type stuff then this is your jam this is it your jam all right good to know well, thank you very much, Heathen Dog, for your anime uh, reviews. Do we have a Do we have a third clip? Did I run a third clip? We did the third clip. They tickled okay, like good. robot next. Oh, tickled like robot. Okay, good. All right, so we're just making sure, making sure I didn't lose it. All right, I want to get that tickle in there. <laughs> it's important. As long as you get more Heathen Dog and his Heathen Dog Week on YouTube, look it up. Look up Alicia Smith. Look for Heathen Dog segments, his anime and RPG segments, his team ups in Warframe and Star Trek Online with that Garthon cat. Check out all his past dreams of going through Star Trek Online with Buck Fats McCool. Monopoly Plus, this war of mine, where victory was achieved. Yes, complete victory. Complete, total victory. Everyone lives. Everyone lived. And everyone's e- even, even the millstone lived. Oh, God, even that idiot Anton got, got to get his medal or whatever. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, didn't he, like, just go back to teaching and be a loser? Oh, yeah, he became, like, superintendent or something like that, and he got a medal for Teacher Award of the Year or the Millennium or uh, Lifetime Achievement or just die already. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, all right. And he streams Monday at 8 p.m. Central. Overlord. That's right. Overlord's an awesome game. Uh, it was on sale. I got it. Uh, at, at the time that I got it, a couple, a couple weeks ago, it was $1.24. But it's not a $1.24 game. It is definitely... <laughs> You know, that, that, that 75% off was no joke because it's fun. I mean, you are the evil overlord and you have minions and you berate your minions and you have a choice. You can you can enslave the world or you can dominate it uh, in different ways. And there are there are benefits and drawbacks to each uh, to each way you go. And, you know, it's fun because because the, the minions are is what make it fun. You know, like uh, like like the like the the movie. uh the original despicable uh, me despicable me you know the the minions made that fun so much so they got their own movies right yes, and yes, that's the same as this i mean you are you are the evil guy and your minions make the movie fun that's what makes this game fun so i like how i said you saw a robot tickle another robot to death i don't think realism is a priority that's true <laughs> it's true yeah now uh, now that that's done, I got my alcohol for today. I oh, could not no. find a shot, and this is this is the first alcohol I've had in a week and a half since I got alcohol poisoning. So this will be a fun time. Uh, this is Elijah, yeah, Elijah Craig, small batch, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, ninety four proof. Well, it sounds better than ninety percent of the other things you've tried. It's true. It's true, and it's got a listen, listen. Oh, cork stopper! Look at that. Cork stoppers are highly inefficient. I don't care. It sounds fancy. 
It sounds fancy, but it's highly inefficient. I mean, even for wines, a screw top is so much better for them, actually. It's true. It's true. But everyone wants the cork. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, God. It smells like this rubbing alcohol. Wow. Uh, so it's whiskey. I mean, bourbon. It's straight bourbon. What do you expect? I, I expect it to have some notes, man. You're saying no, this is, this is just like, wow, I need to disinfect a wound. Shoot. That's not Yukon Jack. That stuff's not bad. <laughs> Get some water. Mm. Okay, no, I can't. Nope. <laughs> Fancy bottle does not a good does not a good bourbon make. Wow. It has no levels at all. It is just straight up burny and sour, and that's it. Yeah, mix it with Coke. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's for. I mix it with something. There you go. That's right. Finish the what I poured in the glass at least. Ugh. So Thank you for that. Next up, let us experience the joy together of Garth on Comic Poll. Garth on Poll's comics and tells you about them so you can have an opinion to give other people. Superman Action Comics number 998. Bam. Written by Dan Jurgens, artist Will Conrad, colors Ivan Nunez, cover by Conrad and Nunez. That's not what the art inside the book looks like. Our side of the book is still really nice. It doesn't look painted like that. Oh, this but, yeah, this looks painted. Yeah. But characters all look awesome. Action scenes are done great. Wait, wait, um, wait, wait. wait. Uh, the, the the cover looks like he's about to go into a Batman navel gazing situation. Does it happen? No. Okay, good. No. All right. It's actually really depressing. Just... This book actually gets. Dan Jerry's did a great job in this. This issue is the culmination of a uh, storyline that's uh, between Booster Gold and Superman, mm-hmm. where. Superman had discovered that it's possible his father survived, that Jarrell survived Krypton exploding because he was yanked away at the last minute by some otherworldly power. But uh, that also turned him kind of evil and that he wanted to, like, wreck other places to restore Krypton. Kind of like Zod in the movies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't good. So Superman became, after having to beat down Oz, he called himself, who said he was Jarrell. He became obsessed with the idea of like going back to Krypton. I was like, okay, if I could stop Krypton from blowing up, it'll stop my dad from turning evil. It'll also stop you from going to Earth. Well, yeah, yeah, but that's okay. It'll be all right. It is. It'll it is. Right. Oh wait, wait. Are, are we gonna have a, a Clarence the Angel moment here? Well, what happens is, well, this is like part of the whole story arc, not this issue. Okay. Booster Gold basically jumped in and says, "You cannot screw with the timeline." You know, he talks, says the guy who screws with the timeline. Ah, so. he doesn't actually. Mm. Booster Gold is actually a coronal agent. Oh, he's not just a he's not just an ass. Right. Actually, that's his backstory. That's kind of his, that's actually his cover story. Oh, he's okay. actually a secret agent who monitors the timeline to make sure people don't do stupid crap like trying to make sure Krypton doesn't blow up. Gotcha. It's like these are fixed points in time. They need to stay that way. Ooh, you sound all Doctor Who. I, I got know. I got ooh, my, um, my cackles are up now. So, throughout this, Superman tried to do that, and, and Booster Gold stopped him and uh, destroyed his Superman's time machine, and this really ticked off Superman to no end, because he's like, I could save everyone. He's like, you can't. It's bad. Changing time, bad. We don't do that, Superman. You're better than this. Um, but when they were, like, trying to return back to the right timeline, mm-hmm. they got waylaid. They took a left at Albuquerque? Yeah, pretty much. Mm. And they ended up, in the future, 
because of reasons, you know, time she got messed with. Mm. And they ended up in the future on a world which was uh, enslaved by General Zod and his wife and their son. Awesome. Yep. Was it uh, a Yellow Sun world or was it a... Oh, it was a Yellow Sun world. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Uh, that way they have superpowers. And mm. also the Eradicator is there. Why? Because Zod it's the future. from Krypton? Okay. And he got the Eradicator on his side. It's like, hey, Eradicator, I'm trying to restore Krypton here. Eradicator's like, yes, restoring Krypton's important, dude. And that's, you know, he didn't say anything like that exactly. Yeah, I got you. I got you. And as Zod is like the last Kryptonian and actually had political office, was like the head general of the whole planet, so Eradicator's like, yeah. yeah, he's like, hey, you're in charge, man. All right, you cool. Actually, you actually got some cred, so yeah. I'll follow you. You want to slay this planet? I'm down. I can arm Eradicator right. robots. Pee! I, have to, I have to blow my nose. Do that. Okay. So... In this issue, it starts off, Superman and Booster Gold have been captured. They are chained together, and the Zods are trying to melt them down with their heat vision, and Booster Gold's force field is about to give way. They've already destroyed Skeets. Just to piss them off, they killed Skeets, the uh, the robot that hovers around with Booster Gold all the time, because they're jerks. They're evil. And right when it looks like they're about to go down, Skeets finishes, who didn't quite die, hacking one of the Eradicator robots. And they manage to get a diversion. They manage to escape. They start encouraging the people to foment rebellion. Skeets is taking over all the Eradicator bots. They fight back. It's really a pretty awesome scene. Which that whole part culminates in Booster Gold has the Krypton that's using to weaken Superman. Hold it, General Zod. Say, look, I got him. He's weak. I could kill him right now. I can stop him. And so you better let Superman go and let us leave. And Zod's son's like, good. Get that old man out of my way so I can rule the planet. And his mom's like, wait, no, that's not cool. We can't. No, we don't do that. We don't kill our dad. That's Because, you know, when you raise your kid to be evil, he's oddly enough evil. After they work through those issues. Uh, well, wait, wait, wait. I, I understand the kid's. I caught the last bit of that. I understand what the kid's problem. Uh, he may have actually done some research on this. And in many comics, uh, Superman with the power of the yellow sun lives quite a long time. So he's never going to get to see the throne unless his dad is just. Right. And so he's, he's fine with killing his dad. He's cool with it. He's like, whatever. His mom isn't cool with that plan. You know. Well, no. I mean, she still wants to get boned, and you can't bone her kid. That's that's weird. That, that's like Oedipus and stuff. That's weird. Yeah, that's e PG-13. Come on. So, um. The so fortunately when that's going on, Skeets manages to hack all the Eradicator bots. They manage to get the hell out of there, jump in the time machine, which they which Skeets was able to repair, and they leave. And Superman's like, we need to stop this whole world. And Bruce goes like, no, this is the future. Remember, this is the future. We go back to our present. This doesn't happen, okay? This is the future. We can change the future. You can't change the past. That's the rules. Them's the rules. Remember that soups. Rules. You cannot change the past. Bad things happen to you. There's a lot of people out there trying to stop that. And well, actually, there's, kind of, there's a neat moment there when they're using the time machine to fly back to back to Earth to the present. And Booster Gold says, "Okay, Alfred, take us home." And Skeet says, "Please don't call me that." He's like, "Well, I can't call you Jarvis. That's a whole other timeline." <laughs> nice. <laughs> which is a ref. Which of course is a ref to Jarvis of the Avengers. Right. 
And also is last week in uh one of the Infinity Gauntlet books, they were talking about, like the multiverses going on, mm-hmm. and they actually showed with through the uh through the Infinity Gem, and they showed like just to show like the multiverse, they showed Wait, all these the different reality. versions of Captain Marvel. In the reality gem. Could be. Uh, but they should always burst the Captain Marvel, like the like Marvel and Captain Marvel, and then mm-hmm. you know like the black Captain Marvel. But like the last one, who only saw like half of it, and the rest was off the page. Looked a, had like a half side cape and tights and boots oh, and a yes. lightning bolt, so it looked like Shazam, who originally was named Captain Marvel. Right. So it was clearly supposed to be Captain Marvel, but it, you could make the argument it wasn't. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just for the copyright purposes, you can make yeah. the argument it wasn't. And it well, is one of those things that well, I don't think DC is going to yell too much about it because it's no, a nice no. homage. Well, and plus because cause, uh, Captain Marvel was a was a blatant ripoff of Superman. And, you right. know, they just changed him up to to get rid of that copyright stuff. So well, yelling, yelling copyright about a copyright infringement is kind of a douchey well, thing Well, DC owns Shazam now. Before now. it was owned by Fawcett Comics. Yeah. And... He was different enough where he could, where his powers were the similar, but they were magic based, and he was actually yeah. a little boy who turned into an adult. So there was a lot yeah. of things that were different. But the basics. were But the, the basic, same. he's invulnerable and flies and punches bad guys, you know. Yes. Eye beams, you know. Pew. So the anyway, that, that so it's a nice scene like both series do little homages to the others, you know. And I it's I think they both come to a place where they're not going to start suing each other over something so silly. Whereas in the 80s, they would have. Oh, definitely. Definitely. It would have been Mech Warrior, Robotech type time. Yeah, that's still a nightmare that's going on. Mm-hmm. Someone needs to buy Harmony Gold and shut them down. Yeah, shut them down. Just burn burn well, their... Actually, oh. Uh, is it Microsoft? There's one company who's finally taking Harmony Gold to court over that junk. I forget who it is. It was kind of a big deal because for years... And this is off topic. The... Anytime anyone would like have a robot that looked like one of the Robotech robots. The Harmony Gold people would threaten to sue and they'd say, fine. They'd, and they'd back off or give Harmony Gold money or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's been proven multiple times. Harmony Gold doesn't own the ability to do that. They own the ability to, sh- to make the Robotech cartoon show in the States. If people buy the rights to use those robot designs for the original Japanese companies, Harmony Gold can't yell about it, but they do. And because Harmony Gold is a bigger company than the companies, they don't want to spend the money fighting with the lawyers for a couple of years. And so Harmony Gold always gets its way. Mm-hmm. But finally, I wish I could remember, some companies actually bigger than Harmony Gold actually stepped up and went, no, screw you, and they're fighting back. Which is good. Because those guys are jerks. I like Robotech, but those, that company is a bunch of jerks. Right. Anyway. So anyway, they as they go back and... They're like, oh, hey. He's like, hey, drop me off at home. It's like, it's like, like, oh, yeah, your wife and son went to some horrible, godforsaken third world country trying to try rescue Lois Lane's dad, who was uh, trying to help counterinsurgents. And they were trying to rescue him. Like, oh, well, I better go over there real quick. So, woo, he flies off. And then Skits goes, uh, Skits says to Booster Gold, yeah, I didn't want to say that while he was here. Uh, Lois Lane and her father were uh, gunned down by militants 90 seconds ago. What? Yeah, I wouldn't want to say that either. You've been crushed. Yeah. And as a booster's like, wait, 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 what? 
So, so this is like, he's like, okay, we're going back in time 90 seconds. Skeet's like, we can't. That's that, We just had a conversation about this. That's bad. It's like, I don't care. This guy just had to, oh, before they go back to Earth, they actually go back to Krypton. Just to make, so Superman just wants to watch. Just to make sure that the guy says Oz actually was his dad. He's not going to try and stop the planet from being destroyed. He's not going to try and rescue anyone. He just wants to be sure. And Pooch is like, you're going to sit there and watch? It's like, yeah, While your planet I, I need to. Blows up. And he actually does it. It's actually this heartbreaking moment. It's, Superman watches his parents die as their planet explodes. And Boosterville has this wonderful monologue behind it, like, I've been through a lot of bad stuff, but I cannot imagine having to live through this, having to watch this. You know what happens. And actually watch it and watches, like, the blue take his father, like, just like Oz said happened, right at the last minute as his mother, you know, evaporates. It's now alone, yeah. yeah. Her, her last thought was she was abandoned by her well, husband. Well, she awful. was probably too dead at that point to have any thoughts. Mm. It was like, he was kind of mur- half-murdered when they got... But anyway, it was just... He's, like, crying as he watches it. Like, okay, after that, they go home. So after that part, Booster's, like, going back 90 times. He's like, we can't, like... This guy just watched his parents die. He's just spent the last few weeks of his time going through hell. He deserves something good. So we're doing this. I don't care. So they go back in time 90 seconds. They stop the insurgents from killing them. And Superman, who is, you know, not currently in their timeline anymore... You know, mm-hmm. he actually is there in time to like stop our RPG rocket from taking out the helicopter they're escaping on. So he's still the hero to his family, with mm-hmm. no idea that Booster Gold, Booster Gold just, actually did that. Yeah. You know, made sure that they weren't gunned down before he got there. And they end up leaving Skeets and Booster Gold in their time machine, go off to where like the Galactic Time Council is. Like, you know, we're getting trouble. It's like, yeah, but it had to be done. I'll take it. I'll take this punishment. Everyone thinks I'm a screw up anyway. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll take this hit and smile. Yeah, pretty much like it's worth it for soups. I'll do yeah. it. I don't care. That's fine. And so it actually it was a lot. This had a lot of neat character development for Booster Gold, um, to show he's not just some idiot. He's not just a football player who stole a time machine. Because mm-hmm. that falls. Because anyone who thinks about this is like, wait, a football player stole a time machine to be a superhero in the past, and no one's bothered taking another time machine to stop him. <laughs> they didn't make one. <laughs> well, no, I mean, uh, there, there's an argument to be made that uh, for this entire time, he's such a stupid hero and not not effective that yeah, no one in the none, future notices. Yeah, no one in the future notices, so yeah. they don't they don't send him back. Yep. There's also <laughs> another neat moment of the story where they're actually talking to, uh, like, they did make a quick stop at Just League headquarters, mm-hmm. and they have to explain to him to to Flash that they destroyed his cosmic treadmill as part of their time travel shenanigans. Uh, sorry. Bad. And I like, sorry, we had to destroy it to make sure you didn't go back in time to mess with time and try and try and stop us. Like, I would never mess with the timeline. Looks at him, uh, really, uh, Barry? Uh, really? Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> goes, really, Barry? Really? He goes, low blow. <laughs> hey, you know what? The Flashpoint is a comic. Exactly. It's a movie. It's a TV series. Shut up, dude. Just yeah, shut pretty, your hole. Because, well, with, wait, what's funny is it actually, meta knowledge of comics, it shows that Booster Gold is the only person who knows about Flashpoint. Because even really? Flash doesn't know about it. Says, since the timeline's been fixed after all this rebirth, New 52 stuff, mm. Booster Gold still knows. No one else does. Oh, okay. Because he's, he's, you know, he's a time cop. Mm. Not to, cannot touch. Anyway, sorry. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, what is... Th- I've talked more a lot about this book than I meant to. Well, there's a lot to unpack in this book. It is the culmination of a bunch of storylines. It has some nice emotional work without a bunch of look, Nate, look at your navel. Oh, why so sad? Me parents die. Now me fight for justice. 
you know, like Tom King would write over and over and over again. <laughs> Some people. So what, love what, what do you give it? What do you give it? Um, I was pretty high in this issue. I'm gonna give it four stars. I believe it. I really liked this issue. The art was super solid. Great action scenes. There are some some big crowd scenes, but I think everybody got too confusing. Uh, Will Conrad does a great job the whole issue. Uh, Dan Jurgens does a real solid job writing. Uh, he's actually he he is a great Superman writer. He really is. Um, he's only going to be in the book two more issues. Oh. One more issue, two two more issues, and then Bendis takes over. After one thousand or at one thousand? At one thousand, they okay. both are going to write for one thousand, and then it's all Bendis. And also, there's a lot of fallout with that. Um, Just League of America is going away. Supergirl's going away. Super Sons is going away. Um, a lot, basically, anything that's not anything super related that isn't Action Comics or Superman is going away. Mm. So he's consolidating everything. So everyone's kind of wondering what the hell's going to go on with that. But Just League of America isn't even super related. But that's part of the whole going away as part of this. They say anyway. Next, Marvel 2 in 1. Number 2, word 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Thing in Human Torch. Now, Marvel 2 in 1 is a classic series. dates back to the 70s. Uh, there's been a bunch of different 2 in 1 iterations. This is kind of like people are calling it the back door to restarting the Fantastic Four. Because it is. Uh, okay. It's The Thing in Human Torch, Johnny Storm. Wearing uh, a weird Sinistro costume? That's his current costume. Okay. He's not wearing a Fantastic Four costume right now because there's no Fantastic Four. And they are getting right. flushed, and there's a reason for that Duncan Idaho. Uh, written by Chip Zdarsky. Artist by is uh, Valerio Ishidi. Uh, color is by Frank Martin. And cover by Jim Chung and Frank Martin. Um, the art of the book is actually better than the cover. Same artist. Oh. Actually, different artists. But uh, the art interior is actually better, I think. Uh, okay. character models are nice all the scenes are just done so clean I love it um, recently what happened is Human Torch's powers have been declining like his flamos kind of leave him all of a sudden and he's trying, been trying to figure out why um, his old no, buddy no Reed to help him out right Right. there's no Reed to help him out yeah. Reed and Sue are gone 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 no one knows where uh, the thing and the Human Torch have uh, a gift that Reed Richards left in case he was ever gone. And it's called the Transect. It's a multi-universal device where they could jump to different parts of the multiverse. Different universes. No problem. Yeah. Easy. Uh, Because, you know, he's Reed Richards. He can figure that out. Yeah. But this book's... And and he he can readily afford an iPhone 8. Yes, he can. We we learned that from, from my episode on... Okay, never mind. That's right. But the, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but the, uh... Anyway. The issue actually begins with the Mad Thinker. The thinker they call Mad. I actually think he's been... Mad Thinker's been done a great disservice in comics recently. Or at least yeah, I think but... he, I think he's done a disservice in this comic. Really? Because uh, when, when he first came out, he was he was, he was was badass. You know? I, was, yeah, I loved the Mad Thinker yeah, when he first he, came out. He was cool. He was well-written, and he... He had a he had a really good you know backstory. He had a really good uh, yeah, he had awesome and android like and stuff. And then, and then after after the super android stuff, he just became a clown. Yeah, he's kind of become a a, a Batman villain, and I mean yeah. that in like the 1960s TV show. A clown, yeah. yeah. It's kind of sad. 
Um, he was actually kind of cool in the infamous Iron Man, where Doctor Doom basically showed up and well, yeah, that's because the infamous him. Iron Man was cool. Yeah, so. and also Victor Von Doom just kind of punked him too because he's like, yeah, you're the Mad Thinker, I'm Doctor Doom. Yeah, it's it's my book. So yeah, I'm Doom. Do- I'm Doom. I'm smarter than you. Reed, Re- Re- Doctor Doom will say Reed Richards might be smarter than me, but that's it. <laughs> Tony Stark, I'm smarter than Tony Stark. Lunella Williams, Moon Girl, smarter. I'm smarter than everyone. I'm Victor Von Doom. Anyway. So, he is a... Mad Thinker's trying to figure out what the heck happened with Reed Richards. Because he's gone. Mm-hmm. Not dead, just gone. He's figured... He's gone. He has all his tech. He's figured that out. And Doom shows up and says, All right, Thinker. He's like, Ah, oh, Victor Von Doom. He's like, Yeah, I've visited you twice in as many months. You should get yourself honored. I bother with you. <laughs> Even when he's a good guy, Doom is a total jerk. Still a total douche. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but then again, you can't really argue that point. It's like, yeah, you know, you really are that much better. I know. You're still a jerk. <laughs> so he basically shows up and says, all right, here's the thing. You're smart. You're really smart. Not as smart as me. But you've never been creative. You know, that's your fault. You're not creative. You're brilliant, but you're not creative. And I'm looking around this lab, and there's a lot of very creative things here. One would say almost it's Reed Richards type creative. Almost as in you stole it from Reed Richards. And I don't like that because I'm a good guy now. What? Get out. And Mad Thinger's like basically says this stuff was in a warehouse and was using it, you know, and I'm using it because I'm the Mad Thinker, you know. And Doom's like repurposing it. That's brilliance in itself. And Doom basically tells him, all right, you're going to put this stuff back. I'm going to beat the crap out of you again. Mm. I'm taking this with me. He grabs the stuff. He's like, fine, I don't care, whatever. So he leaves. But basically, Warren's thinker, like, you screw with Fantastic Four stuff again, I will smash you. Because I'm a good guy now. And that's what I do. And thinker's like, yeah, whatever, dude. Whatever. You say that. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Well, (laughs) while while Doom's threatening him, uh, the mad thinker actually does zap him with a giant laser. Which doesn't kill him, but it does teleport him to Antarctica. Nice. So he's like, ha! You can pontificate for Antarctica Doom. <laughs> That's actually the smartest thing you could do, really. Yeah, yeah. Don't just try and hurt him. Just If you could teleport leave. him, yeah, he'll be leave. back, but maybe you could move by then. Yeah, you can have time to get away. you got 90 seconds. Go. <laughs> or if Doom is actually done with you, you won't even bother. Yeah, he's like, whatever. He knows. <laughs> he knows. So anyway, then we go to thing in uh, Johnny Storm. Johnny Storm's been Human Torch. has been losing his powers. And things like, hey man, I know you lose your powers, but you know, I got, got, I think I found a solution to that. And they, so why are we here in Brooklyn? You know, why are we going to this bar here? This this bar sucks. Look, we got the transect. We can go to any bar in any universe. We can go to like the best bar ever. Why are we going here? Because like, we're meeting someone. And in the bar is Hercules, the Prince of Power, son of Zeus. And he is, of course, drinking, because that's what Hercules does. That's what he does, yeah. And Johnny Storm's like, you know, he's like, oh, come join me. Oh, my favorite pumpkin man and the human fireball. Come on. He's like, didn't you give up drinking? I did. This is fake, non-alcoholic Stark beer. Zounds. Why did he give up drinking again? Uh, Because he started, like, being a really giant jerk when he got drunk. 
isn't that what Hercules is supposed to be? Pretty like, much, but he's trying to be a kinder, gentler Hercules. Uh, okay. Not a get drunk and, uh, you know, take... Bad Basically, trouble. he got in trouble for going too far with a girl. Oh. It's like, and then she had second thoughts later, but he, you know, it's one of those things. Where... And we're not going to debate that. We're not going to debate that. Right. No, it's toxic. Well, no, he, he, he said, you know, he made a mistake. That's why he doesn't drink anymore. Okay. You know? And judge by Hercules personality even from the especially from like the greek myths you know he's gonna you know i got the prince of power yo so but mm. so he actually has paid his penance in the books you know and now he doesn't drink at least not alcohol not alcoholic he's down but he had lost his powers earlier and i had him back and they're like hey how'd you powers back he's like oh i'll do better than tell you i shall show you all oh, sounds i like hercules he's fun so they, uh, was it the girl who went too far? There's something w- weird that happened like that. Basically, he was like too big of a jerk when he was drinking, essentially. Anyway. So, he ends up taking him in the middle of nowhere to some crazy Frank Lloyd Webber-looking house. Frank Lloyd Wright? Frank Lloyd Wright. Mm-hmm. Andrew Lloyd Webber was the playwright. Right. But anyway, Frank Lloyd Wright-looking house, house. And they knock on, you know, they ring the doorbell and the scientist-looking girl, lady, like a funky glove, answers the door. It's like, Hercules, you idiot! What are you doing here? What are these people doing here? Like, ah, oh, scientist lady with the sciences. Remember how thou didst restore the prince of powers, godly powers? Like, no, I did not. That's not what happened. And my friends, could you help? Like, no, no, no walk-ins. No, make an appointment. He's like, hey, we're already here. It's like, no, this is how it works. You make an appointment. And Hercules, like, come. You just, don't thou, didn't, you know, basically her is like, oh, you're short of my godly powers. Just, you know, these guys, they don't have godly powers. You can help them easy. It's like, that's not regular right. kind. It's like, it's like, wait, this scientist fixed you with, like, I thought you were like, it's like, ah, oh, it turned out the power was within me the whole time. It's like, no, that's not what happened. Your pow, your godly powers actually work as a conduit back to the, back to the energy coming through the Olympic Pantheon. You had burned out that conduit by extending your powers beyond their maximum range. All I did was, ref- was, Fix that conduit. It's like, yes, that's what I said. It's like, oh god, I like, I like Hercules. He's fun. He's so over the top. I enjoy him. Yeah, yeah. Basically, Hercules acts like Thor did in th- in the third Thor film. Mm. Yeah, that's that's Hercules' personality in that film, not Thor's. Anyway, so. <laughs> so anyway, eventually he's like, fine, 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 fine. You're already here. It's like, okay, I can restore your powers. But it's going to be, you know, four hundred thousand dollars. He's like, whoa, whoa, yeah. See, I had money, but it yeah, all went into. Anymore. Yeah, Th- thanks to Peter the Chump Parker. Well, I'm well, bold. he got all the Reed Richards, but he ended up like investing it and creating all these trusts and everything, so that the money would always be there. Of course, that makes it really super hard to get a hold of as well. He's like, I just don't have that. I mean, like, she's like, well, no money, you get out. But they ended up like taking a tour of the lab and. Well, not really a tour. She's trying to, like, shoo him away. And it's like, wait, you restore people's powers? She's like, yeah, I got someone in the tank right now. I'm trying to fix. And there's, like, this tank with, like, fluid and a dude in it. And, and it turns out, wait, and they're looking, and Johnny Storm's, like, looking at the readout, like, this this, this is Hydro Man. You're restoring Hydro Man's powers? She's like, he paid. I don't care. I don't care about superheroes or villains. I care who, I'm a scientist who studies metahumans and fixes them, and they pay me to do it. And I'm trying to become fabulously wealthy. Therefore, if you have money, I fix you. You get fixed. Yeah. 
If you don't, you walk. Yeah, that's right. He had money. You don't. So guess who gets fixed and who walks? Step. Um, of course, that happens. And Hyderman's like, ah, look who. It is my arch nemesis, the human torch. And human torch like, you are not my arch nemesis. You are not. Dude. You're not. You're, you're Hydro-Man. Well, you have obviously, you scientist, you have set me up. Trying to sick my nemesis upon me. She's like, oh, yeah, that was my master plan. I restored your, I took your money, restored your powers, and then got these chumps to attack you so you could wreck my lab. Yep, that was my plan. Yep, you idiots. <laughs> so, of course, there's a, a very short fight. Um, or they end up, Hyderman ends up knocking a bunch of stuff over, ends up nearly drowning Hercules. It takes a long time to drown a Hercules, apparently. Yeah. Because he's like, it's actually kind of funny because Hyderman like, is like swirling around and Hercules is like, glub, glub, glub in the middle, and everyone's just kind of like looking, like, look. There's Tommy not even like, oh no, Hercules. Like, all right, please don't drown Hercules. Listen up, idiot. He has such endurance. He can hold his breath for like 30 minutes. I mean, it's not going to matter. Yeah, pretty much that's their opinion. Yeah. He's kind of, you know, he's incapacitated. He's not going to be able to fight like that, but you're not going to hurt him. He's Hercules, yeah. for gosh sake. He's more like wrapped in a blanket. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, he's comforting, actually. It's like a sauna. Yeah. It's like a whirlpool bath. He's good. Um, so eventually, you know. They kind of knock him out. He gets back up. And she's like, look, you paid. You got your powers back. But you wrecked my lab. You wouldn't listen to me. You know what? People I like you to leave through the front door. You know, people screw up. Go out another way. She kind of points to the toilet. He's like, fine. But I'll be back for you guys. Water's water anyway. He's just So he leaves through the toilet. And it's like, all right, if you can pay, I'll restore your powers. Okay? Okay? All right. Um, well, and they're like, yeah, we can't pay. She's like, then you're walking. Thought we had yeah, this conversation. Yeah. Yep. And they're yep. like, look, we, look, we need to get our powers back because Reed Richards is in an alternate reality and we need to, well, we need to find it. It's like, huh, it's more than you think. It's like, wait, it's like I already analyzed you. It's like, he's like, well, can you just tell us how we're losing our powers? She's like, Are you, my house has been analyzing you since you walked in. I already know. They're like, wait, what? And basically she reveals their powers of all the fantastical rely on gaining energy from one another. Their other powers are actually linked. So if one mm. of them loses their powers, they all lose their powers. Not instantly, but eventually. Mm. It's like Human Torch starting to lose his powers. She goes to the thing. is like, you've, you've been weaker lately, haven't you? He's like, well, I've had a couple. I just thought I was just tired. It's like, no. Your power levels are draining because all your power levels are linked to each other. And with Reed Richards and, and Sue gone... You're all going to lose your powers eventually. They're like, well, there's another dimension. We need to do like that. Well, you're screwed because you cannot travel other worlds. You can't do it. It defies the laws of physics. It defies the laws of science. You cannot. Aha! Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's where they say, really? Have you heard of Reed Richards? Because he left us this little gift, and uh, we can go wherever the hell we want. She's like, wait, wait, wait. All right, that's a little different. That's a little different. I will restore your powers... But you got to take me with you to find Reed Richards. Because I need this research. I need to know us. And Hercules is like, ah, things work out great when I tell you, everyone. Of course, he takes all credit. <laughs> of course. Yeah. And uh, so that's where that ends. With them like, hmm, you know, they're going to say yes. They have to. They're screwed. They got no choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, you can see the stupid badger that says, where's Wolverine? Boop, boop. Which is the dumbest thing? One of 
What? It's in the top 20 dumbest things Marvel's done. Marvel's done a lot of dumb things recently. All right, you know how at the end of the film, when you watch a Marvel movie, they have the post-credit sure. scene that everyone loves? Sure. Some idiot at Marvel said, you know what people love at those movies? What if we did that in the comic books? After the comic book, there is a pre-trailer for something else. And they went, oh, we'll sell more comics. No, you won't. You will not. People don't go. There actually have been movies people have gone to for the post-credit scene. Not a lot. And you're not selling any additional books on the Where's Wolverine. We all know he's coming back. We all, we all knew that since he died. No one cares. However, I will say this one, unlike every other one I've seen, is actually kind of funny. Because you see how it after all that stuff, you know, like there's the ads, you know, the book's done. Then there's like a couple of pages where you see Hydra Man coming out of the the, the stream that the toilet emptied into, apparently. He's like, I'll show those chumps one of these days. No one messes with Hydra Man. I'm hungry. Then he's like, hey, hey, you chump the campsite. What are you cooking? You That belongs to me now. And then the guy gets up and pops his claws and said, you chose the wrong campsite. It's, it's funny. Cl- it's, uh... it's Wolverine. He decided, of course, Wolverine's camp yeah. right there. I got you. I got you. But it's funny, but it's also stupid. Yeah. It's like, who cares? You know, I found it, I, I found it entertaining, but I still think it's a terrible way to try and sell additional books where they're trying to do with that. But anyway, a great book. The Toon One series has actually been fantastic. Um, ooh. so clever wordplay. But... In a lot of ways, the Marvel Universe needs the Fantastic Four as like a balancing element. It just, the whole universe has felt like it's missing that ever since they've been gone. Mm-hmm. Um, Mar- the Fantastic Four is Marvel's first family for a reason. Right. Um, and when they're written well, they are incredible. When they're written poorly, they suck. But that can be said for any comic. You know? It's true. Uh uh, the, the last time I enjoyed the Fantastic Four, outside of the 80s and, and 90s, was in uh, Marvel Zombies. Yeah, they were cool in Marvel Zombies. Yeah, the, the, when they were zombified and they're actually breaking into other dimensions or trying to or whatever. Yeah. That was pretty fun. I like that. Um, they actually, uh, who was the writer? There was a brief time period where one of the writers actually like took Fantastic Four back to its roots as like explorers of the weird and alternate worlds. Um, they started treating Johnny Storm as not a moron. Ooh. And it was actually really neat. Then they changed writers, and it just turned all to hell. And Johnny Storm became an idiot again. Burp, burp. Um, so, because I actually had a neat storyline going with that, where Reed Richards put Johnny Storm in charge of Baxter Industries, in charge of Baxter Building, in charge of, the, you know, Reed Richards, you know, started in charge of everything, basically. And Sue went, this is a terrible idea. He's irresponsible. He went, no, he's just never been challenged. He's smart. That's why he was on the space shuttle with us, if you'll recall. Yeah. They don't put idiots up there. Right. They're, they're liabilities. In Fabulous Fable, what a country. <laughs> this Duncan Iowa. But the... So, it was, that was part of the storyline, where they actually put him in charge of everything, and... He actually did a good job. And with a part where it looked like he was failing, it was like he was just setting people up. It's like, I knew you thought I'd be an idiot and I would do that. But guess what? You're wrong. This is how this actually works. And then, it was actually really neat. There's some good character development going on. Then the writers changed. And all of a sudden, oh, we're bankrupt because Johnny Storm ruined us. 
It's like, wait, two issues ago, he's a genius who stayed at the company. So, anyway, what do I give this issue? Four stars. I really, really enjoyed it. I loved all the Hercules stuff. I liked the looks at the characters and personalities going on. Not heavy on action, but it didn't need to be because it was interesting throughout. It was fun to read. I like where it's going. Even the stupid words Wolverine Park, which I think is dumb, was entertaining. Hyderman's dumb, but it was entertaining. So, mm. just a great issue overall. Really liked it. Four stars. Great art. Great coloring. Good stuff. Last book. Avengers, number 682, part of No Surrender, part 8. Written by Al Ewing, Jim Zub, Mark Wade. Art by Sean Isaacs. Well, uh, no, no Pepe? No Pepe. No Pepe! No Pepe! I love Pepe. Pepe's good. Uh, Sean Isaacs does a pretty good job, though. He does good. Uh, colors by David Carroll, cover by Mark Brooks. That's a good cover. Red Wolf and Hawkeye. Uh, who were a team in the now-defunct Occupy Avengers? Terrible series. Um, it really was. Uh, but I've always liked the Red Wolf character, especially, well, when it's written well. That's what it goes down to all the time. This issue, as we as we've talked about earlier, the Earth has become the play field for the Grandmasters. Cosmic game. Yeah, new cosmic game mm -hmm. against the Challenger, where they were fighting for the title of Grandmaster, and whoever doesn't get the title gets you know banished the beyond boot. the worlds. Yeah, the boot. Yeah, gets the boot from this universe. Mm -hmm. Stakes are high. Uh, so they got these competing teams trying to grab the the MacGuffins. First, they think you grab the MacGuffin, you die. They're still pretty sure of this. Uh, so far, uh, Grandmaster team has got one of the MacGuffins. Challenger's team has got a MacGuffin. And the Avengers grabbed one of the MacGuffins. Human Torch actually grabbed it. And then poof. And then poofed away, and they think he's dead. Um, this issue, uh, after that stuff happened, a new fight broke out. It's two new MacGuffins appeared. And... The fighting, you know, begins in earnest over it from the you know, Grandmaster's team, the uh, the Lethal Legion, hmm. Challenger's team, the Black Order, Thanos' killer evil cross-universal hitmen, and the Avengers, who are getting involved, try, still trying to figure out what the hell's really going on. Um, and the last issue, they're kind of getting their butts kicked all of a sudden, like help came out of nowhere. That help that came out of nowhere is Hawkeye and Red Wolf. Kind of ride in. Like, the two most low-powered Avengers possible show up. Well, I guess Rick Jones could show up. Yeah, yeah, um, he could show up and, like, strum his guitar and... <laughs> and talk about his radio, junior radio core, or whatever he used yeah, to have in the yeah. 60s. How, how he used to be badass, but, but before he got de-radiated. He, well, he was he was Abomination for a while. He was also uh, Captain Marvel for a while. Mm. We had the Nega Bands, and you have to switch dimensions. Anyway... So he really wasn't Captain Marvel. He was the Captain Marvel's placeholder. Yeah, he was. He was the Captain Marvel's placeholder. That's what he yeah, was. Yeah, it's like I'm a superhero, not really. I just I can go bang bang and call a superhero. I and got then, one on speed. And Superhero will show up while I go float in purgatory for a while. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Anyway, so they show up, and the fight begins in earnest. They're like, okay, guys, we gotta get this going. <laughs> says Avengers. Okay, we can work this. Reinforce are good. Now we've got a horse. Really, that's all you need at this point. <laughs> It'd be better if the horse talked. Oh, that would have been so cool. Anyway. Oh, God. <laughs> so they show up. And, you know, 
Metal Matt, you know, Hawk is like, ha I'm here to help. But the bad guys are like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you got a guy with a bow and arrow and a guy with a six shooter. You guys aren't. Here's our power level and here's you. It's you. You're down here. We're up here. Captain America's like here. Maybe you're you're there. Anyone can go to to a sporting goods store and get your power level. Just so you know. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> practice it. Practice in forty bucks, and I'm Hawkeye. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> anyway, that's mean. Hawkeye's actually cool. I like Hawkeye. Uh, so you know, basically, back at that, Hawkeye like shoots the arrow at Metal Master. He's like, really? And the stuff's arrow, which explodes, and starts making him cough. It's like, ha ha. <laughs> the it had pepper in it. Oh. Uh, who knows what it is? Just, I'm guessing coughing powder, but still, even that's just kind of sad. But while that's going on, Red Wolf stops and starts surveying the scene. Because Red Wolf is smart. Um, he's a tracker. He's a hunter. He's a uh, sheriff. He's a bounty hunter. Red Wolf is all these things. He starts surveying the situation, much like Shadow. Um, he starts noticing, like, all right, so what we know so far is when people grab these things, they die. But when I look at these guys we're fighting, they have no hesitation, no fear. They're not worried about touching these things and dying. They know a lot of things we still don't. This is all going on while a lot of combat's happening. There's a lot of action scenes going on. He says, he basically figures, and there's also like going through some backstory, like little flashbacks of like when he was staring down a guy who's threatening to shoot him. And, you know, calling the guy's bluff because he studied the situation and realized the guy had no brown left in his pistol. Because, you know, he had a six shooter, just could look. And they relate that to him looking at all these guys who are still going at stuff like, we're afraid of grabbing this. They aren't. Which means they have a longer game in mind. So they know they're not going to die. Because not, they're not trying to force someone to grab it. All these guys are willing to do it. And they all want to have a future tomorrow. These guys are not fighting suicidally. They're fighting smart. They're fighting as a team. Which means they don't think they're going to die if they grab that. So we need to stop them. And he says, alright, Hawkeye, can you lay down some cover so I can grab that thing? Hawkeye looks at him like, what? It's like, trust me on this. And Hawk says, all right, no problem. And he starts doing it, and Falcon's like, what are you doing? I'm laying a cover fire. Riddle's going to grab the Pyramid and go grab the MacGuffin. And he's like, he will die. Don't you like him? He's like, more than that, we're, we're brothers in arms. We're brothers. And he says to trust him, and I do. He's got a plan. He knows what he's doing. So he ends up grabbing it and disappearing. And then, of course, uh, they just see him disappear, and it looks kind of like he died. But you see back the Grandmaster's grand game room that you know he appears in, encased in crystal like everyone else is and they're like and challenge is like hmm looks like your obstacles are more of an obstacle than you counted on grandmaster this can't end with a tie and now the avengers have two they have more than each of us but the obstacles can't win and grass is like hmm true but as is still a draw and this is why I have home field advantage. I'm ahead. So he chooses, he grabs the last of the MacGuffins and places it in the hospital where Jarvis is currently being treated. So that's where the next fight scene is going to be. 
Meanwhile, Jarvis gets cured of his illness and wakes up in, uh, in time to tell them, no, no, they don't understand, no, ah, and he starts, you know, has an aneurysm and falls over. Of course. Um, and Grandmaster's like, well, you might as well just call it now because I'm clearly going to win. And Challenger says, no, no, I still have a piece in reserve, and I'm about to bring him out. Because what matters is this isn't strategy. It's rage. And you start, he says, it's rage. It's unkillable rage. And then you actually start to see, you know, like, these rooms like, no, you don't understand. He can't be stopped. And then you see the Hulk, like, emerge from underground. With the birth, see the immortal Hulk. So, uh, when they thought they killed Hulk, they didn't kill him. He was just, kind of like Superman, he was just sleeping. He was slowly regenerating. And now he's super pissed because uh, his buddies killed him. That happened before. It did. And he wasn't pleased about it then no, either. No, well, last time they tr- Hulk. Well, last time they tried to kill him. It was kind of... Well, actually, no. actually, no. They, no. they, they, they tried to, kill him. to put him he onto fought. a planet where he... Well, the original plan was to throw Hulk onto a planet with cute bunnies and happy trees. Yeah. Yeah, with nobody around. Yeah. Right. But uh, that that didn't work out, and then he thought that they tried to right. kill him as a as a as a secondary measure. Right. And then the people who wanted him to become the world breaker lied to him when they knew the truth and told right. him, "Oh yeah, your friends totally tried to kill you." And then totally they modified did. the tape. Oh yeah, look, here's them saying, "We totally are trying to kill you, Hulk." You know. Yeah, they totally modified the tape and lied to him. Then he found out that his buddies, who he trusted, his warbound, all lied to him, and he was pretty pissed. And he killed them. And then he sat in the corner and cried for a while. Anyway, so Hulk is back from the grave, and he's one of the Challenger's game pieces. So it just got real interesting. So let's see how they get out of this. They got like two issues, two or three issues to get out of it. So what do you think? Um, I really liked it. I did. I liked like the introspective, someone actually thinking this through. I wish he had explained to someone else what he was thinking through. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So to give someone else the information before right. he went and zipped him out right. to, of the game. Yeah, no one else is reading your panels, bud. So uh, <laughs> you can't just say, Hawkeye, we are brothers. Trust me on this. And Hawkeye going, all right, I trust you, bro. I don't think it's a good idea. Falcon going, this is a terrible idea. Yo, that's my bro. He got it, yo. No. And then zip. Yeah, some explanation would have been nice. Um, so basically, Red Wolf showed up just to, just to poof. But other than that, I really enjoyed the issue. The art is solid. Some great fight scenes going on. Some interesting developments. I've been waiting for to see the Hulk come back. This is last issue was the definite semi-obvious tease the Hulk is coming back. Like you could, if you know what you're looking for, you can read through the lines. This issue is obvious. You know they showed the Hulk, Immortal Hulk. You know what it says. So again, I'm gonna get four stars. It's been a four star week. Wow. Good books. Good books. I'm really enjoying it. Good times. I wonder where Avengers is going. Uh, not so great is Marvel <laughs> has announced that yet again they're renumbering their books. What? Why? Because they're because they hate everyone who reads their comics. They just went through a renumbering thing, going to Marvel Legacy, where they're showing the original numbers. Which everyone went, yes, thank you. This is a good idea. We support this idea wholly. We are tired of having two having four number one issues in three years. We're tired of that crap. Literally, this is the truth. Four number ones in three years. 
Or is it five number ones in four years? Something like that. One year had two number ones. And they renumbered it to original number. Everyone's like, yay, we are happy with this. Um, with the big shakeup with the leadership at Marvel, they decided to, yet again, get back to our roots and make Marvel great again. And without using those words, because some people find that offensive. But we're going back to our Marvel roots. Marvel time. And they're renumbering it one again. I have heard that they might be having legacy number and number ones. It's like, oh, stop God, that crap. Out. Everyone's mad. That mother. Yeah, everyone's like, why? Why, 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 why? Why, 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 why? It's a great jumping on point. No. No, no, no. Welcome to Alex's, welcome to Garthon's comic rants. A number one has never been a great jumping on point for any series ever. Ever. Okay. The, the great jumping on point is the issue you read and enjoy. I first started reading The Avengers in the 1980s. And I remember what was happening at the time was they were fighting the Zodiac and Quicksilver betrayed the team and left them. And became a bad guy. Okay, this is what I do about The Avengers. Nothing. Captain America was cool. That's what I knew. I knew who Iron Man was and the Hulk, who wasn't on The Avengers at the time. I had no background. But that story was like, wow, this is crazy. He, he's their friend, and now he's not. And there's these weird Zodiac guys. Oh, wow, it's crazy. And, you know, when I first started reading Spider-Man, you know, it's the same kind of thing. When you get hooked on, on a book, I didn't say, hey, this is a number one. What a great point to start buying it. No one says that. You go, you go, If you walk into a comic book store to buy a comic book, you're like, hey, I heard Wolverine's cool. I want to get Wolverine. You're not going to say, is there a current number one out as a great starting point for me to read this series? You might say, hey, what book's cool right now? Or, man, I like Batman. But I see there's like five Batman comics. Which one's best? You might ask the guys at the store or a friend. Mm -hmm. You're not going to say, which one is currently has a number one? Because I think that would be the best. No, no one does that. If your book is good, people buy it no matter what the number is on it. And all this renumbering crap just confuses everyone. All right, slash and rant. Excellent. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So that was Garthon's Comic Poll. For more Garthon, you can check my, my Comic Poll segments on YouTube, my team-ups in Star Trek Online, Secret World Legends, and Warframe happening tomorrow. Yes. Streaming. 8.30 Central Standard, 9.30 Eastern. Actually, no. No. That one's uh, 9 Central, 10 Eastern. That's not what it says. That's what it says on mine. Anyway, it's whenever we start. It is when we start, people. All right. Uh, you want to make command decision? Nine thirty or ten? I don't care. You don't care. I don't have to work the next day. What do I care? I do. I know. Oh, uh, let's uh, ten. That way I can get the kids in bed. There you go. All See? Right. Ten Eastern, nine Central. We will play Warframe. It'll be good. It'll be entertaining. We will shoot things. Um, and also on Thursday, you can watch us live stream. Tell me who the dog Fingers is. crossed. <laughs> hey, it's, it's running now. Star Trek Online. Good. Good times. Mirror Universe action coming at you. That's, oh, yes. We got, a, we got a whole other half of the Mirror Universe to rend ourselves through. It's going to be awesome. I am very excited. Uh, oh, Duncan yeah. says, like, the first Trek episode he saw was Best of Both Worlds. Yeah. That Sorry, we're fine. It's an see. excellent episode. That's what gets yeah. you hooked. Yeah. The first episode I remember seeing of Star Trek was Devil in the Dark. The Horda. 
Yes, that yeah, was first episode I remember seeing. That was good. and that got me hooked. All oh, this stuff's yeah. crazy, that you know. Good. And so you don't. It's not like, huh? A new Star Trek. No, Star Trek is interesting. With the rock creature Horda. Like, yeah. Uh, I didn't say yeah. I would watch Star Trek, but I need to start with Charlie X because that's the first episode. Yeah. No, and that's okay. a bad episode. Actually, it's not a bad episode. It's creepy. And then you got the other one right after, which is more strange. Actually, actually the very first episode was actually the Menagerie, but it was it was redone. And it, was, it was the original pilot. The Menagerie <laughs> was never aired, therefore it's not the I first know, episode. I know, I know, I was being... <laughs> I know, I know, I understand. I could re-geek it with you. That was the first recorded, so it was never actually aired, so therefore it's not canonical. Except <laughs> when released as The Cage... <laughs> So, yeah, uh, the best point to jump into a series is when you get to the series. Right. I uh, With modern times, now you can just, you know, a lot of times you can... St- Google it. Well, you can go to, like, Netflix. I want to watch this series and start episode one and binge it. But back to the days where you couldn't, much like comic books, really, you just grab whatever issue's out or, or just walk into a comic store and say, hey... What's good today? What's good? What's a good series? I, they're going to say, well, what do you like? You know, oh man, I love Batman. Well, what's your favorite Batman movie? If you say your favorite Batman movie is Batman and Robin, they're uh, gonna point you to a different book than if you said my favorite movie is uh, Chris Nolan's first, Chris, the first Christopher Nolan Batman film. If you that, said your favorite Batman movie was Batman and Robin, they're gonna point you to the emergency exit. <laughs> That's what they're gonna do. No, they're gonna try and sell you a book, but uh, <laughs> they're gonna point you to, like Batman Adventures or something. You know. Or Harley Quinn. They're going to probably put you at Harley Quinn. Oh, my God. Duncan Isles' first Discworld is snuff. Holy. You missed, you missed so much. He went back and read the other ones. It's not like he did. He was like, well, these are the old ones. I can't read those. Those are too old. I, I don't know. I don't know what he, I don't know what he meant by that, but that, that's not even the best of the watch books. Well, no, it's just the first one he read. Wow. I said first, now last. Okay, fine, fine. Yeah. All right. Speaking of. Speaking of. We're going to talk about Discworld. That's right. That's right. Uh, I was pointed to a YouTube video uh, earlier today. where uh, There's stuff the, right there. Yes. Where where BBC had uh, had said that they were going to do a new uh, Discworld series. And they've already done a lot of Discworld stuff. Like Sky One did uh, uh, Hog's Watch, Hogfather, and uh, um, uh, they did uh, one of the Von Moist ones. Uh, it was either the Post Office, go, Going Postal. I think I think it was Going Postal, and they, they did a couple other ones. Uh, they they were hit and miss. I mean, uh, the uh, Hogfather was good. Yeah, the fifth elephant. That's a good name. Yeah, uh, the fifth elephant. Yeah, Hot Father uh, was good, and they did okay with that. Now, what 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 really interests me about this is the BBC said they're doing it on the watch, specifically the watch, and these are the watch books. All right, these are all the all the books out of the forty-one Discworld total Discworld books. Uh, no, and it's 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 much less than forty-one for the main storylines, but. Uh, out of all the Discworld books, these are the main watch storylines. And I'm wondering which one they're going to do. Are they going to start with Guards Guards, which is the first one? Or are they going to do the Duncan Idaho and go snuff? I don't know. I don't. I, uh, the, the best one, obviously, is Nightwatch. I mean, you could say Jingo had 
some good stuff or feet of clay. And and you're right. And you're right. And thud thud was, was a real, real vimes internal intensive book, but uh, best watch book. No, no night watch. Definitely. That's it. That's all. That's it. But are they, are they going to start there? Are they going to start from the beginning? Is it going to be a series? Is it going to be a mini series or is it going to be like a movie of the week or just a plain old movie, TV movie? I don't know. I don't know. They haven't decided yet. Judging so, by how British TV usually does stuff, I'm guessing miniseries. I'm guessing miniseries as well, which which means they could start with Guards Guards, but they could never get through all the content to finish to to where we are even right now, let alone where other writers take in the future. And that's exactly where my problem lies. Snuff. The last quarter of this book was written by somebody else. Mm-hmm. And it was painfully obvious painfully obvious they didn't even get someone who could write like terry pratchett properly they couldn't i mean a a, a terry pratchett freaking fanboy site would have done better than the last quarter of that nonsense you could easily tell the cutoff point the exact point where where terry pratchett went i can't do this anymore yes i my i'm too far gone i feel your rage and then you turn the page and it's crap. It's absolute bollocks. I'm going to do it. Just just utter utter nonsense after that. So I'm thinking, "Oh my god, who are they who are they going to get to write this series?" Because that's the most important tied for the most important part of the watch books. Douglas the Adams writing. could write it. He, but he's dead. So, so he, he couldn't could, actually write not it. Not now. Not now he couldn't. Yeah. I'm talking about the now now. We live in the now now. So I'm talking about that. But the the writing, the 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 the, the witty writing, the, the the banter between characters, the the puns that are multi-layered. Terry Pratchett was a pro. Oh, who was the showrunner on Doctor Who who left recently? But Moffat? Yeah, he could do it. Maybe, but he's a douche. So I wouldn't want him to. So but Doctor it Who but, was good. But you know what? If he could do it, if he could write it, and if he could write a new screenplay, and I could go, yep, that sounds like Terry Pratchett, then then he's my man all over. You know, he's my man. Ah, you know, Douglas says the, the uh, Starfleet Security Force is not watching STO. Interesting. Except for Jagoro, that makes it bad. No, Jagoro is the best character in the Foundry. I'm gonna I'm gonna forget you said that. Anyway, uh, that that is my main problem with this. Like, I have high hopes. But those hopes are cut at the legs because they've proven with the books that the person they hired can't do the job. Duncan Idaho could do it. Ooh, I like that plan. I'd, I'd be for that. I'd, I'd be for that. I, I, hey, I would. you could do it. I've do read it. his material. I'd be for it. Yeah. Uh, but the, the person they hired to finish the books can't do the job. He sucks. Or she. I didn't I didn't even care. I read it. I was like, yeah, you're, you're a tool. I don't want to know you anymore. So – Who's the person they're going to hire to write a screenplay on his books? Jesus. It's got to be somebody else. It's got to be. I mean, there are se- over 7 billion people on the planet. Just don't be that guy. And you've got a shot. All right. Or the writers anyway, of that- Discovery. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, there. Yeah, or the writers. Okay, okay. A little less than 7.5 billion people on the planet. <laughs> There's a small pool of writers of Discovery. Lose them. 
the the, the guy who wrote the last 25% of snuff, lose that dude. Just lose him in the toilet. Pick anyone else, and you're better than those guys. So that's what I'm really worried about, and that's where I think they're going to fail. I have no faith, no faith that they're going to do a good job. None. And it's sad because because Terry Pratchett's memory deserves a service, not a disservice. That's what I got. So I says they did. Uh, BBC did a good job with going postal. They just need to play yeah, it less going straight. postal. That's what it is. Ah, yes, I told. I knew. I knew it was either going postal or the or the the one with the uh, with the train. Uh, yes, good. They, they yeah, going postal was second to uh, the Hogfather, and there was a couple other ones that didn't really rate. I mean, they, they had they had the uh, uh, they had Vimes all wrong. They, they had. They had the the uh, patrician all wrong. It just uh, it didn't jive, you know. But but uh, but going postal and uh, and especially uh, Hogfather, they had they hit. The other two they missed. All right. Well, we're so, going to keep on top of the story and let you know when we hear more because this is highly interesting. Okay. Now I'm going to leave now because number one, I don't want spoilers for Black Panther because I haven't seen it yet. And number two, I have to use a little heathen dog's room. We didn't need part two. All right. Let's talk about Black <laughs> Panther. From Marvel no, Studios. Long live the king, it says. All right. If you've been following the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Black Panther was first introduced in Captain America 3 Civil War, uh, where he showed he was pretty cool. And everyone said, hey, when's the guy get a film? They said, hey, it's going to happen in 2018. And it did. All right. It's following this guy, T'Challa, son of T'Chaka. Now, I'm not going to give away a bunch of spoilers tell you too much about the plot because you can find that in you know, a lot of places you don't need that especially if you're going to go see the film if you've seen the film you already know the plot if you haven't seen the film not going to ruin it for you because you should see it it is a great superhero film it follows the story of t'challa it kind of picks up right almost right after his father gets killed a couple flashbacks to that to him officially becoming the king of Wakanda. It explains what Wakanda is, what's actually going on there, how it secrets itself from the rest of the world, and its height of technologies. And it, this main story is around the interplay between the idea that Wakanda has remained cloistered for centuries, keeping its wealth, its technology to itself, protecting its people, and not getting involved in world affairs. And they've done this because they're sitting on top of the largest, world's only and largest deposit of vibranium, which is the mystery supermetal of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Captain America's shield is made out of it. And that was considered, in the original Captain America film, when he put the uh, Starks in the vibranium shield, was pretty much all that was in the world. That one shield. We now know that is not true. That's all they had access to. That's all they thought existed, pretty much. And that's all they could figure out what to do with it. Yeah, it's a plot titanium, Duncan Idaho. But the main plot revolves around Wakanda itself and the struggles in there of when T'Challa's uh, rule is threatened by an outsider who grew up in America, who's actually his estranged cousin he had no idea about due to plot elements, who, whereas T'Challa is of, continues his father's belief that Wakanda needs to stay out of world affairs. 
the only reason they're in World of Fresh is because people stole a bunch of their vibranium and they want it back because it's dangerous to be out there. And he wants to continue, like, get the stuff back, leave the world alone, we'll take care of ourselves, and things will be good. There's a couple elements in his in his own councils, like, we need to go out there. Look, Claw killed your father. He stole our stuff. We need to go get him. He's like, yeah, we're going to. We can't just go out killing people. We don't do that. You know, we'll get him. We'll bring him back. We'll be a little more action there, but we're not going to go and start messing with the whole world. His strange cousin, who grew up in America and became a special forces agent, is like, hell no. I'm going to take over. I'm going to become king. And once I do that, I'm going to use all of our weapons, all of our supers, tech, and all that stuff, and I'm going to start arming every revolutionary in the world to take down the colonizers, to take down the oppressors. You know, there are revolutions popping up all over the world all the time against oppressive forces, and they fail because no one's supporting them. We could drop a bunch of super freaking weapons that, you know, that shaped like a spear that could take out a tank. We could drop hundreds of these on people. And when the dust settles, we'll be in charge. We can control the world and keep it safe. Oh, now, now, I, now I know why this fool had to go. Yeah. yeah. Not to tell who's on the screen, but his uh, cousin. Hey, right, what are you doing? Yeah. With the with the funky hair, right? I'm gonna make fun of it. Killmonger, picture of it. yeah, um, which also has a stupid name. Well, Killmonger oh. in the comics is a different character, but anyway, they only call him Killmonger once. In that they mentioned that he was a, a special forces agent who had so many kills and it was absolutely merciless in the field, like no emotion, he just killed, kill, kill, kill. That they the other people knew started calling him the Killmonger because he seemed to almost enjoy racking up kills. Um, so one of the things I love about this film is how it's an interpersonal story. It deals with Wakanda, what's going on there. And at no point, I mean, they do go to Korea for a little bit for, but it's all still inner circle with them. When things go absolutely to hell for T'Challa and you know, they're going to, because otherwise it's not a story. He doesn't say, Oh, we need to get help from the American superheroes. It's like, no, it's an internal problem. We'll take care of it. It never becomes we need to rely on other people. It never I mean, becomes oh we need Steve help. Rogers like right there. You have him right here. Well, you have Steve Rogers in your pocket and you don't use him. Some people would say that's just dumb. Well, that's not his problem. They deal with things themselves. Right. And so at the end of telling this really interesting this movie is damn near three hours long. <clears throat> when the film ended, I thought I was an hour in. Wow. It kept my attention that hard the whole time. I was, loved every character on screen. Well, I shouldn't say that. I said I found every character interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, the Killmonger characters from the previous, like, oh, God. Watching the film, I really liked him. I got where he was coming from. I actually felt a little... I know I just complained earlier about you shouldn't have to feel sorry for the bad guys. I kind of felt a little sorry for him. He deserved what he got in the end. He, but you, was, you understood where guy. he was coming from. But I understood where he's coming from. I could yeah. see where he's coming from. Someone needed to give this dude a hug. And that didn't happen. <laughs> that didn't happen. Yeah. Growing up, this guy needed more hugs. Uh, that's not what happened. Mm. But this guy grew up hard, and his reflection shows it, and his view of the world shows it. And he did what he thought he had to do. I, I, thought, I thought it was kind of funny that uh, uh, he grew up in the States, and that's why he's all militant. Whereas... Uh, uh, T'Challa grew up in, in Wakanda. That's why he's all calm and peaceful. That's part of it. Yeah. 
I'm not going to say there's more I to am. that story. Of course, I'm not going to get into. I am. I'm going to say it. No, there's a lot more to the story. I'm not going to get into it because okay. you All haven't right. seen the movie. I haven't. I haven't. But for, from what you said, it's very stereotypical. Uh, yes and no. Uh, speaking of that, a lot of people are saying this movie is like a game changer and stuff. I think that's a little extreme. But almost every every major character and one sub-major, except for one sub-major character, is black. Every single one. But That's understandable. Well, it should be. Yeah. For gosh sakes. And like the one white dude they got isn't the most competent. You know, he's not the bumbling, you know, I'm your comic relief. Yuck, yuck, yuck. He's competent, but he's definitely the side character. But it all that's plays probably out. Why, that's probably why they didn't want, you know, Steve Rogers in there because Steve Rogers, you know, takes takes competent people and makes them look like idiots. Right. And also, you don't need that. You don't need Captain America solving a Wakanda problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm just saying again, if you got Captain America in your pocket, you don't pull him well, out. Well, they some don't point. really. Well, not at this yeah. point in the film. Not at this point with everything going on. All right. You're not sure exactly where in the timeline you're at during most of the film. You know it's post his father dying, but you're not sure where Civil War-wise you're at. Oh, okay. Um, except at the very end, the, the, the post-credit scene is at a different point, is after everything, but it's post-credit scene. It's not anywhere in the film. It's not. So the film timeline of where you're at in the MCU is pretty flexible because it's so self-contained. Mm. But... The characters are very believably written. Everything makes sense to its own internal logic. And I just, I loved seeing this film. I loved the characters in it. It flowed so well. It didn't bother with silly... It introduced some elements I thought earlier. was like, well, there's your MacGuffin for the end of how he beats the bad guy. And guess what? That's not how it happened. I was like, oh my god! Um, it was written intelligently. All the characters act like people and not stereotypes. The I really just can't say enough nice things about this film. Super greatest film ever? No. I wouldn't say really, that. No. Really but it's good a great film. film. Yeah. It's a great superhero film. It really okay. is. Okay. And cool. it, it deals with coming to terms with yourself and your and your history. And if there are those elements in there of, yo, Whitey screwed a bunch of us. And, you know, that stuff happened. You know, you can't say it didn't. You know, and the guy say that makes some very valid points. But I never felt it was a film made as a cause. Like, yeah, white people bad. It never got that impression. Like, some bad crap happened. And they meant they're not afraid to talk about it. But it isn't used as an element of blame, necessarily. But it still is there. And it works so well for everything going on in the film hmm. that they didn't like not mention it at all or shy away from things. You know, you know they're not afraid of calling you know, the white people uh, colonials or colonizers. You know, that stuff happened. We're not the first in history, you know. Well, no, just the best. Um, That's fair. <laughs> as someone of you know Native American ancestry, you know, hey, stuff happened. <laughs> the but just the the in my I can see people saying the film's a game changer because it doesn't treat the black characters as stereotypes. It treats them as people and they act as people. I was nowhere in the film was I thinking, wow, these black people are great. I was thinking, wow, this story is great. These characters are awesome. They were relatable as people. 
because they're people. And it, I just loved the way how everything flowed together and made a great story that in a way could bring up issues of race without being about race. Okay. So just fantastic film. And like I said, it's a great superhero film on top of that. It works on a lot of levels. Um, and a lot of like the superhero films that reminded me of are Wonder Woman and the first Superman film. Ooh, in a lot of the tone, the way things go. That's that's pretty high company. It is. And that's for, it, for some reason it didn't remind me a lot of other MC Marvel Universe films. It reminded me of those films. And if I put it side to side with the Wonder Woman film, I'd actually say this one's better. Um. Oh, I guess I have to see it now because I thought Wonder Woman was pretty good. Wonder Woman is pretty good. This film has a lot less Deus Ex Machina. Mm. Wonder Woman loved Deus Ex Machina. Well, it was about gods, so yeah. either way, yeah, it's just a little too much, you know. It, okay, Steve, but it's don't all get on the plane. Gods. You know, it's all about gods, so yeah, there's going to be like hands of gods everywhere. Yeah, so. yeah, so you know, it worked within Wonder Woman's context. I'm not saying it didn't. Wonder Woman's a good film. It's not a great film. This is a better film than Wonder Woman. Okay. In my opinion. Well, I still really liked Wonder Woman. But, star rating, four and a half. Excellent. Wow. Love this film. Highly recommend it. Take your friends. Take your family. Great film. Great film. Take your age-appropriate family. This film did not have a ton of... This film did not have... Uh, No killing? couple of people get killed but it's not like ah oh, blood 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 you know yeah, it's, it's not tarantino killing but it's still it's kill kill them folks so kids yeah probably but know. they kill people in star trek the violence level of this is an episode of star trek oh all right well then yeah. except done a lot better uh yeah. hey, and i'm not talking on. discovery star trek i'm talking real star trek okay okay fine like tng enterprise right. gotcha um but Great action scenes, great fight scenes, uh, great characters, um, some nice comedic moments, some nice moments of levity. And it really just, I wanted a second Black Panther film. I want to see him in Infinity War. I want more Black Panther. Well, you're probably going to see him in Infinity War. I mean, yeah, you're, he's definitely showed him in the previews. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, get, this, get this man a shield. Yeah, I like that. I like that moment. It's like, yeah. Um,. I also, I, you know, they're gonna make a second film. This film has done gangbusters in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, you know, you could, I would have no problems bringing my kids to this film. You know, there's no excessive violence. There's no. Well, your kids are older than mine. Mine's only six. I six is fine it. for this film. I no, say. no, I would not do that. Why? Because I just wouldn't do it. He he gets he gets super super sad, like almost he like he's he's uh, he's a little wuss. All right, so there are a can't... couple of bad words too. So yeah. yeah. Well, I don't care about that. I mean. Yeah, I don't care about that. But uh, uh, he wa- he he can't watch the the movie Trolls because because uh, the they eat the trolls. Yeah, because they eat them. Well, and it's like no, nope, no, nope. and I was like no, it gets better. They get to friends of the. I don't care. No, nope, I can't. I can't watch this. So you know, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I can't. I can't take my son. But yeah, when he gets to like you know twelve or thirteen, I'm gonna show him a lot of stuff that his mother's not gonna like. But that's <laughs> all right, well for now, yeah. But like, bring your age appropriate kids if you think they can handle it. Like I said, it I. Really like this film. Good film. Black Panther. Go see it. Excellent. All right. That was our RNG segment. Hope you enjoyed that. Do you have any final words? Well, let's go talk about Max Leo and Elgarian. Yeah, let's do uh, that first. Max Leo streams Grim Dawn. Skeleton of Blight Fiend Squad. 
on Friday. So check that out. And Which has been pretty entertaining. Yeah, it actually really has been. And you can also yes. check that out on YouTube as well if you actually missed the streams. So recommend that. Special. Special Tuesday. Surviving Mars, released 50 yes, the very The very first day he can stream it, uh, the the uh, company gave us a uh, a, a free a free uh, streaming pass to, to stream it early. It doesn't Very come out cool. till the fifteenth. You can't buy it till the fifteenth. We 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 got a free key, and Maxiao is going to stream it on Tuesday, the very first day he's allowed to stream. That's it. right. Coming at you from the Legion of Myth. Check this out, people. Uh, also, make sure to check out Algarian streams of Shroud of the Avatar Forsaken Virtues Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Days no, all, all days. <laughs> all days. Well, his <laughs> scheduled time is Tuesday and Wednesday at 9 a.m., but he plays and streams a lot. Yeah, he's definitely doing Tuesday and Wednesday, but usually it's it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday. And always Sunday. highly entertaining, great stuff. Uh, Shroud of the Avatar is getting ready for its official launch as well. Yes, end of March. Yeah, so yeah. that's exciting. So definitely want to be in the know, you need to check out Gary. And also check out Role Players of the Avatar, Arpiota. Dot com mm -hmm. and Shroud of the Avatar help, sodahelp.org. Great yep. sites to help you with Shroud of the Avatar. It's a pretty dense game, but if you love the Ultima games, you will You're love Shroud of the Avatar. Oh, yes. This is this is Ultima on, on steroids, on yes. meta-steroids. So check that out. So here's the streaming schedule. Memorize it. Sunday. It, know it. Sunday, I got the Heathen Dog teaming up Sunday night. Monday, Heathen Dog has a variety of things, it says. Variety. This time's Overlord. Overlord, Overlord right now. now. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Tuesday and Wednesday in the morning, Algarian. Thursday night. At is that that's not the right time. Anyway. It's supposed to be eight thirty. Yeah. Yeah, supposed to be eight thirty. We need to fix this slide. Yeah, uh yeah, Garth and Heathen Dog doing Star Trek Online. And on Friday at noon, Max Leo. Doing, doing his Dawn right now. Yeah. And Saturday, of course, at nine Eastern, eight central. The live stream. Which you need to check out. For your news, folks. That's right. You want, you want some learning? Come That's here. Right. As always, you can like, subscribe, or comment. Check us out on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Myth. On YouTube. Always check out the YouTubes. Uh, of all our past videos, YouTube.com slash C's. Slash Legion Myth underscore page. Just go to YouTube. Type in Legion of Myth. We got a million videos. Yep. Actually, actually, we have closing in on 2,000. We have a lot of videos. Don't watch them yep. all. Well, actually, do watch them all. Do the watch them all, and and you'll you'll see that the new the last the stuff since I came on, <laughs> so much better. I can't argue with that. I really can't. I want to. <laughs> you want to, but you can't. I can't. I can't. Heathen dog is the salt of the Legion of Myth. Yes, salt is bad for you, but it makes it taste so good. I'm the beef. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> you like it. All I right. do, but it's gross. <laughs> Uh, you can tweet us at Legion Myth. Go ahead and tweet, tweet us. We'll tweet you back. We'll talk about things. We'll discuss life's things. We'll talk of, of kings, of ceiling wax. What is it? Ah, I forgot the whole line. I can't remember it. Of shoes, of ships, of ceiling wax, of cabbages and kings. Of why the sea is boiling hot and whether pigs have wings. Join us on Discord. Facebook Messenger. Join our Steam group. Go to Steam if you're using Steam, which you should if you like video yeah. games. Join Legion of Myth while being buddies. The audio version of this is available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, and fine podcast aggregators everywhere. You can take Legion of Myth anywhere you go. If you're out for a jog, you can listen to some Heathen Dog. That's right. If you want to support Legion of Myth, you can do so through patreon.com slash Legion of Myth. 
through a Streamlabs donation at twitch.streamlabs.com slash legionofmyth directly through PayPal, paypal.me slash legionofmyth. Get our gear, be cool, impress your friends. Intimidate your enemies, shop.spreadshirt.com slash legionofmyth. You can also cheer us if you're following on Twitch, a most versatile method while watching live. Yeah, Duncan. Don't give Duncan a hard time. Duncan's awesome. <laughs> I kid, I kid. Why don't you go? Why don't you? Why aren't you cheering on Duncan's stream? Huh? Because he's not set up for it. I tried. Oh, okay. Thank you, special thank you to through Twitch, Baldahar, Sean Buck. Watch Darkest Dungeon. Shut up. This guy is <laughs> Yeah, watch Darkest Dungeon. Watch Shut a man's up. soul die. Uh, through Patreon, Hicks206, Sheriffs, and Bulgarian. Thank you so much. Please be sure to like, follow, subscribe, and comment. Other top donors. Oh, through Streamlabs, Baldahar! At our plus oh. 100 level. Thank you so much, Baldahar. We have big hearts for you. Yep. Through Streamlabs, Elevor, the Eleanor Revitalization Fund, Heathen Dog. Level 9, Catgirl Armor Level, Spectrifier, Zenuda Gaming. Treasure 21, Spectrifier, Baldahar, Elephant 51, Max, Little Hub, and Baldahar. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Remember, you have one life. Live it well. Live it nerdy. And have a great Dernal Anomaly.